Familiarity with oneself and understanding how you work is paramount. Oh no, for sure. And it, I feel like it most certainly does give you insight into other humans. <clears throat> but it would be so interesting to just know like what is it like to be, to be someone else. enough for you to be able to hear yourself through the headphones let's go yeah 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 thank you sir thank you for popping in here today of course uh tell me about this cult no the cult i mean <laughs> the book club this is where we need to start oh it's just, is it really just a book club so it's not necessarily i mean it is a book club at its core so like our only rule is like you have to read one chapter of the day so I like i just based it off of like what i've already done i'll talk about that later okay. but like you know how it is but like it first started because one of our friends was like, oh, like I read every day. Like that's one of the things I do. Mm. So like I read a chapter of a day. I mean, a chapter of a book every day. And like that's one of my non-negotiable disciplines. Oh. So like I've read more books in the past like year than I've read in my entire life. Like, okay. you know what I mean? In like elementary school, like remember our reading logs and shit? Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'd be like, mom, please sign it. And I'd just be like that's skimming. That's hilarious. See, we had AR reading. What, what does the like- AR stand for? I think it was accelerated reading. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. pretty much they had a sticker system where there were a bunch of smiley face stickers on the side of the book and they ranged in colors. And so purple was like really, really hard all the way down to like yellow, which is very, very easy. <laughs> Meaning purple would probably be like a Harry Potter book. Yeah. And then the yellows would be some fucking Berenstain Bears or something like that. Just something real, real small, tiny. You could get through very, very fast. So me always trying to figure out a way to do the least amount of work possible would read a bunch of itty bitty bitty books yeah. to try to get the <laughs> amount of points that we needed or were expected of yeah, us. Yeah, it was called get the quantity in. Yeah. So where would Diary of a Wimpy Kid put you on there? Like, is that exactly that would be probably <laughs> like orange? Yeah, because that's what I would like. I remember reading Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I used to think like middle school and high school were gonna be like Diary of a Wimpy Kid. So mm-hmm. I was like, damn, is that what's gonna be? Like, am I gonna be Greg or Rally? <laughs> I mean, of course, I wouldn't do yeah. it, but like, no, I but like, I, I understand. So you're 21. Yeah, I, I get that. I think that's probably around the time, maybe a little bit before, but around the era where I started like going book crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Not no diary with the kid, just self help. No, no. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. At that point in time, I was like searching. I was, I was, you know, you start trying to figure out. Like who you are and what, what you're it is really you want to, yeah, what you're really doing, who you want to be, all that sort of stuff. So then, I mean, if that's what you're thinking about. And so you start searching. So, yeah, there were tons. There's so many books. <laughs> there's so many books to read. There's so many, like, inspiring books. And, you know, there's certain people that also don't like to read books at all. And they go find it in other ways. And I'm not one to speak down on those people. but, but I yeah. will, But I will say that. It's wild to like to open a book and be reading. If you ever have the 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 experience of reading through a page and a certain line hits and in real time, you can feel your mind expanding. It's like, holy shit, I never thought of it that way or 
what the, the or just the sheer inspiration or whatever it is that you're looking at just has gave you some new neural pathways. Yeah, it just it was, opens up. Yeah, and you're like, whoa, that's crazy <laughs> that that can happen from reading words on a sheet of paper. That's insane that that symbolism can attack you like that. Yeah, because I just keep my highlighter on me. So, like, mm. I'll read, like, I try to get it done before. So I was like, oh, like, I'll be at practice. Before practice, I'll go keep my highlighter on me. I send, like, pictures to the group chat. I'm like, yo, this shit hit. You know what I mean? Oh, They'd be so like, you're Rit. constantly annotating? Or you're just highlighting? Yeah, I'm just highlighting oh, okay. it just so, like, I can remember it. Last book yeah. we read, well, like, I'll explain this. So we read pretty much self-help books, finance, philosophy, all like that. So we started with, well, like, the rule is, like, so Samer, I'm just going to say his name because yeah. like, he's going to be he'll on be here. here. Yeah, he'll be on here. But, like, he'll tell you the story. Like, he was like, I want to start reading. So I'm going to be like. So I was like, okay, it would help you if I read with you every day, right? So like, I'm going to reread Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins with him. Mm. So I was reading it with him. Then we're like, oh, maybe we should get some people, like get all the bad motherfuckers we know. So mm. it's like, I hit up Tony. It was like before I left, he's yeah. like, Tony, we hit up Kristen. Then we get this little group together, yeah. go out to eat. And then you start talking and you're like, damn, we're having a podcast talk. Like yeah. we're talking about some real shit right now. So it's like. Then it started, like, we, like, barely talked about the book about, like, at that time. Mm. But, like, we would talk about life and then relate it to the book. So, the right. last book we read was um, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. So, mm. we were debating that. Like, Samer was talking about, like, how <laughs> he just wants to be happy. And he was, like, um, about the emotional side. He's, like, I just like being emotional. And he was, yeah. like, he was, like, being a stoic is not necessarily. Yeah. So, we talked about that. We were in Wegmans. Like, you know, like, you can go upstairs in Wegmans type. No, I did not know that you could yeah. do that. Yeah, well, there's some places where we can go sit down. So we oh, sat down, wow. we talked about it, got some snacks, and we, like, and when we did this other thing. So, like, I, like, basically made the framework that I used for, like, the last year. So, like, the first thing would be an adjective to describe yourself. So I was, like, like, for, like, previously, I was, like, I wanted to be a badass, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, everything I did revolved around being a badass. You can win or lose and still be a badass. So it was, like... That was the adjective that was like the split second decision if you read can't hurt me. So like as mm. soon as you get in that state where like you want to quit, like, oh, I'm a badass. Right now I'm a professional, right? It's like I like mm. professionalism. So it's like, oh, what's what's the professionals do? Like that's what I would use. Mm. Then we would make an emotional goal, like maybe identify envy, guilt, or something. Like identify your temper, because most of the people have a temper in there. We worked in the restaurant industry, we understand what happens when you get stressed. And then <laughs> Yeah, so it's like little things. You've been like, working three yeah. doubles back to back. Yeah, it's like, you know, you're starting to lose it now. So it's like <laughs> building up the awareness of things. So not necessarily, we're just identifying it first and then we'll think about it, right? And mm-hmm. so like during that time, we read Atomic Habits. So it's like learning how to make habits, how to get um, rid of habits or mm-hmm. like you like basically being disciplined. Yep. Then we make a physical a physical goal, like because, you know, a strong body, strong mind. Um, physical, financial, financial one is a big one because most of us are pretty young. We're getting into that, it's like, it's like hmm, what's it called? That period of life where this shit starts to matter. So we're reading Tony <laughs> Robbins' book, Unstoppable, right now. Okay. Actually, today's the last chapter. So it's like talking about 401ks, investing, and like stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it's like, I'll be honest, like I didn't even know what, like, I knew what a 401k is, but like I didn't really know much about it. And I'm starting mm-hmm. to get, like, that was one of my New Year's resolutions was like to get my finances and check oh, okay. you know what I mean because i want to be a millionaire by 35 and like i have the discipline now it's like oh i'm like looking at it, i'm like okay that's very doable mm-hmm. and we got to put away this much and i had a pretty good start because i did the right things mm-hmm. throughout my college years so mm-hmm. it's not too bad didn't go blow it all no 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 yeah. and i've worked a lot so it's like <laughs> yeah but yeah that's always good about working a lot because you have less time to run around yeah and spend you do it. stupid shit so it's like yeah and I was like, I don't know. I was like, I'm not going to draw my time. I mean, it was a joke, but like, I'm not going to draw my time either way. So I'm just going to 
go work and make some money. Yeah. And we ended up having, like, it sucked most of the time, but we had a lot of fun at work. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You no, know, no, no. It it seems like I mean the restaurant industry is that if people when people don't know about it, like you don't know about it. Yeah. But the restaurant industry is a very unique particular industry. Oh no. A for lot sure. of very interesting personalities. As we talked about, a lot of I mean, anywhere where you put a bunch of people for long periods of time with each other, they're going to start to mingle, create yeah. relationships, and then they're going to be fallouts. They're going to be fights. There's going to be romances. There's going to be everything you can think of whilst there's still the job happening at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah, the restaurant industry is crazy. And then, you know, the point that you've touched on that I've talked about before is just people going crazy because you're working. You know, people often feel like they're servants, not servers. Yeah. Right. And then they treated certain ways and <laughs> like uh, <laughs> our friend, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just say his name, actually, <laughs> Brian. Yeah. He was saying that there was this lady that <laughs> was just like, yeah, could you clean up these plates? You don't want it to affect your tip now. You know what I mean? So some people feel like that's the energy that they're constantly in. Uh, so doing that, having social anxiety on top of that. Working back to back to back hours, day after day, yeah, that'll put you in a certain uh, a certain mental state. So I think that it's great that you guys got this little thing going together. Yeah, because I you can see that common thread between all of you, you, Sam, or Tony, like yeah. Kristen. They all and of y'all. You. Are, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're just. Uh, oh, you guys are going to be the Avengers, of course. And yeah. you know, um, you know, Alex Armosi is. Wait, Alex. He's like an entrepreneur. He's mm. in, he's in the podcast space mm. as an entrepreneur, but like he has this thing about like the lonely chapter. So it's like, but when you are, or Chris Williamson, Modern Wisdom too, talks about this. Okay. That lonely chapter where like you're like getting away from your initial group of friends because you're starting mm. to build new habits, mm. but you're not good enough to be with the big dogs. Mm. So like, there's that period in the middle where like you're not friends with anyone because you're not really relating to anyone, but like your old friends are like, Oh, you're too good for us now. But they are big dogs are like, what's it called? I don't like, you know what I mean? You're not, you're not shit yet. So it's like, it gets rid of that. And most people aren't willing to be alone for that long. So like, I've been in that state for a long time. So like, I don't mind being alone. I like going to Chipotle, yeah. doing my thing. You know what I mean? Watching my video. <laughs> That's why you're mysterious. <laughs> yeah. See, this may, this may take away some of the mystique yeah. for anyone that, that does watch it and then has been wondering who the oh, fuck the is this mysterious? Dude. Who is this yeah. mysterious guy walking around? Is it guy just come to work, get the shit done, and then and walk out? They're yeah. just like, is he mean? Is he nice? Yeah. Does he like me? Is he like, I don't understand. Like, what's going on with this guy? They have no idea. Um, yeah, no, that's 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 pretty cool, man. I think that you guys are on a yeah, you guys are trying to. I get it. I get it. And you're young, so now is definitely the time. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah. Now is definitely the time. How did uh, I know that Sam with the Marcus Aurelius thing felt like the I think he's is he writing a paper on the reemergence of contemporary stoicism? Yeah, stoicism? yeah English 302, which is advanced competition or composition. We all have to take it for like our core classes and it's like catered to your um, major in a sense. I want to read that paper i want to know like yeah. about the reemergence of stoicism and how people are feeling about that right yeah now. funny like my when i did it like i did it i took that class like a year ago mm. i did mine on winning cultures and business <laughs> so like and what's it called i did a podcast with my friend too like we just made it it was so bad and like it was on skype it was like but it was like oh yeah but like it was one of my friends who i played football with when i was little well like we were friends for a long time so it's like we both like we played with each other through the winning 
then we got to high school it didn't go exactly how we planned but we worked super hard and like we remember all that and then we both went to play college sports and then mm-hmm. get in the really good cultures and then we talked about how it was at each level and it was pretty cool yeah yeah i will say uh on that last point that you had there's definitely that stage like it's just it's it's just natural like you're getting out of high school you know if you you're trying to do something different you're trying to become more disciplined you're trying to like serve a higher self down the road yeah and it, yeah there's just going to be certain things that you're doing that people are not going to understand you know because yeah, it's like, just not it's not a common way of life of course and like know? people are like oh you want to come out with us you're like nah i got yeah. shit to do you know what i mean yeah. that's what i used to talk about is like i never missed a day like as i don't drink i don't smoke i don't do anything but like mm. i've always felt like i was moving forward every day so mm. it's like I mean, and then people know me from that, like all my friends. So it's like, they don't even like, I mean, they ask me, but yeah, they know. They respect. If I do coming out like on the blue moon, like New Year's or whatever, I don't drink, but like, mm-hmm. we're going to still have fun. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's not like I'm a party pooper, but like, yeah, they yeah, know yeah. what we're doing. Yeah, you're not just like out, like sitting in the corner, just like, oh, why the fuck am I here? Yeah, 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 yeah. of course not. No, 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 no. But they also the respect you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, we used to have this joke, like um, in high school, like they, one of my friends, like they, parents got a lease on a new house and like they moved in but they still had it mm-hmm. so they would have parties but they would like bring a coca-cola for me you know what i mean put it unopened because i'll be like no why'd you open it you yeah trying to ju-? And then, yeah because it was a joke of that time so it was kind of funny yeah no that's a fact no don't ever take anything. no yeah don't that's a, yeah, take, don't, yeah don't yeah, do yeah, that yeah don't do that <laughs> um yeah man that, but it's but it's exciting though but you gotta a lot of people get trapped in and I've seen this where they want to do other things. Yeah. But it's like the people around them, they, they just they won't they won't make that leap. They will not leave those people. They don't want those people to because the unknown is very scary for a lot of people. Yeah. So it's, it's scary like for if everyone. I, yeah. So yeah. So it's like if I go into this next space where I don't know people and it's it's new to me, I don't know the territory. I, I just don't know. I'd much rather like right here is comfortable. I know these people. I know that they don't expect much of me. I know. You yeah. Know, and you just stay right there. So it's a it's a hell of a journey it's going like a on. Great comfort in being average. For sure. It's masses. <laughs> it's masses. Like there's but that's like a that's a biological thing. That's an evolutionary biological type of deal there that you feel comfortable within the masses Mm -hmm. because you know that there's strength in numbers. So you're like, listen, I don't want to be that one, two, three people going off into that direction alone off into the wilderness. Like I'm going to stay with the pack. Like that looks scary. That looks wild. So you just stay with the pack. It makes all the sense in the world. Like I don't want to just run off and go do that. All that extra shit. Like she sent me, uh, Von Marie sent me a video from, David Goggins account, I guess. And it was his wife recording him. And she was like, I just want to show you guys what it's like living with this guy, you know, (laughs) because a lot of people may think that he's bullshitting and that just like we do these little clips or whatever. She's like, we got out of the gym today and he said he was going to go on a hundred mile run. Yeah. So. So we're out here. We've been driving. I've been driving behind him for 12 hours. This is him. He's out here. This is a real thing. And he's just he's on a path that I mean, that's that's a very unique path. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he's. As you've heard him talk about fighting through demons, like he's going through years and years of demon fighting in his mind 
whilst he's on these runs. Uh, so he's doing a very, very different thing. I'm certain to have a, like a real relationship with David Goggins, you got to be doing certain things. Yeah, because he's going to hold you accountable because he has this thing like he's like, don't tell me you want to be a doctor. Don't tell me if you want to mar- run a marathon because I'm going to sign your ass up the next day. You know what I mean? And then we're gonna, it's going to be 530 and we're going to get up and go do it. So <laughs> and I was like, I think that's so funny because like that's the people I want around me because it's like. You always feel like you're a big fish in a little pond most of the time because it's like everyone's just telling you how great you are. So, like, I would just like, you know, what I mean, that's how I always kind of yeah, felt because like I'll be doing normal shit and I'll be like, oh, my God, you're, do- you're doing so much. And I'm like, like yeah. waking up and doing the things you're supposed to do is like the bare minimum of actually doing. Shit. It's funny because member of this. Co- do you guys have a name for this? I mean, I made. I mean, I just like you say, oh, we could be like either Spartan because I always like Spartans, mm. like especially in Halo. So yeah. I was like, Spartans never die. Like I always like, you know, like that was one of my big games when I played. So okay. I was like either Spartan okay. or Black Flag book club. OK, OK. Well, uh, so another member of Spartan slash Black Flag uh, <laughs> is Tony. So when she she was talking to me one day about the fact that, you know, she was reading, she got, you know, all these books for her uh, for Christmas, I think it was. Yeah. And I think Jocko Willick was in there, you know, Stream ownership. yeah, all of those. In there. <laughs> and she was telling me about how she just started waking up and she was like, yeah, I'm going to try to wake up early and go on like a mile run or something like that. And someone was walking past and was like, what? Like, you're going to do what in the morning? Like, oh, man, like, congratulations for you. Couldn't be me. Yeah. And I just kept walking. And I'm like, look, Tony, like you're already because Sometimes when you're on the inside, it's it's hard to see. So you need people to point stuff out. I'm like, you are already having certain conversations. Like things are coming out of your mouth that other people are looking at you in awe about. Yeah. You're like, just because you decided to start making these decisions, like you're not, this is the start of your journey. But just the fact that you're even starting and you're doing things like waking up and deciding to go on a, a mile run, two mile run. Like you're already being looked at the way that you're looking at other people, you know, trying to get further onto your journey, whether it be David Goggins or Jocko Willick or yeah. whoever the case is. And you're wondering, how do they do what they do? Someone's thinking that of you right now. It's like, how do you even get up yeah. <laughs> at five or six in the morning and go on a run? Like, why, like, why what, would you do that? Like, what would, that compel, what would yeah. compel you to do that? That's not fun. Yeah. But yeah. and she is doing. You have to bring her on too. She is doing. Dude, I want her to come on. Next She's meeting, just shy. Next meeting, I, I'll 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 hammer it. But she has been doing that. I mean, of course, it's gonna be a rough journey like anything else. And like we, I always talk to her because around that same time, I started talking to her too. Mm-hmm. Like I said something, and she was like, "What?" It was like I've never because I was talking about when like. When you truly get after and you go home and you just sit on the couch for 20 minutes mm. and you just sit there and you're like, oh, life's good. Because <laughs> we always have like, um, we talk about that because I, I run track. Like, so, like, it's like kind of like a, not like a rough sport, but like we have a joke when we're like, our sport is our the other sports conditioning. So like mm. most of the time what we're doing every day kind of sucks. And like, I mean, mm. <laughs> I mean, it's just the way it is. But like, like the identity I have now is like, I like that. Like, that's the fun part for me. Wow. That is interesting. So, like, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Like what we do, like our whole sport yeah, it's like, is conditioning for other people's sports. Like this is what they try to do just to get ready to go. No, do. yeah. And to get build that base. And we're constantly <laughs> doing, doing that yeah. work. Wow. So I always have this joke, and or not a joke, but like I always think about it. It's like, 
you can read all these books. And I'm like, so like when I read Can't Hurt Me or the first time, I was like, I can actually utilize this because I know three times out of the week, I know I'm going to go encounter the quitting mind. And like, like to the point where like, oh, I'm laying on the all fours in the bat in the public bathroom. You know what I mean? Mm. Like stuff you would never think of doing because you've never been to that point. Because like we always say, it's like, oh, you walk around, look at all the normal people. And they're like, they don't do what we do every day. It's like, like you can go from like the best of us and then to like the real shit. We're like running, like sprinting as fast as you can for as long as you can. is like your body shutting down. Like to me, like I can stomach the zone two. I can go forever. Like, like that's one of the things, but like running, like you can run to a point where like, you're just going to fall apart. Yeah. And it's like, you get there and you're like, oh, damn, it's like, you really like, you can't like break it. So it's like, I always wonder like how, like, not how, but like what David, like what's going through their mind in those points. Because it's like, I know for a fact, it's like most people are faking it. Mm. So like we all, like I always fake being stoic about it. You know what I mean? I feel like shit, but I'm faking it. Mm. But like, I was like, I, mean, I, was like I always had the joke. I was like, I have to go in the bathroom to put my hands on my knees. Cause like, I'm in that position on my team. It's like, oh, it can't be seen doing mm. that. Cause like, I'm like the integrity guy. Like, oh, we have two sets. We're going to go do two sets. Mm. So it's like, I don't know. Let's always well, think about it. I'll tell you what. Uh, I think David had this story where there was this, <clears throat> I think it was, it was kind of like a stand moment. It was like this boy had reached out to him. And by the time he had reached back out to this little boy that sent him a message or a card or something like that, like, he got. He ended up getting in touch with the parents, and the parents said that he had committed suicide. Yeah, I remember that. And I believe he said it's. I mean, that's probably one of a million things that pushes him to keep going because he'll think about things like that and be like, "I want to be strong for as many people as I." I mean, you. What's What's interesting about this is, it's funny how. Uh, how powerful story is. Yeah. This is, we're legitimately watching like the origin story of a superhero. That's pretty much what it is. He had a very, very rough upbringing. Abuse all up and through the house. Like it was bad, right? It was like a real movie. (laughs) Yeah. And so he grows up trying to create a space for himself and as many other people as possible to be a strong as they possibly can to get through anything that they need. Like, you can see that work. You're just like, oh, he had this upbringing. He went through Navy. Okay, boom, 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 boom. And then you see how he got to where he is. Uh, so I think that's something is how can I, I, I can't take a day off. Like, how can I? Like, I, yeah. I, I have to do it for the people that can't do it. Like, that's, that's some of the mindset. So you just kind of hack into that brain and you're like, I'm just going to keep going until... And until I, I guess until I die, like till this is no longer working anymore. Cause he has no cartilage in his meniscus. Yeah, like he's, he's just, just <laughs> he's just running on, bo- it's, that's crazy. And it's like a small, like there's a niche, like um, section of the population. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that shit is. Cause I'd be doing shit. My mom be like, <laughs> just looks at me <laughs> and she hates, I mean, she doesn't hate it, but like, I'd be like, mom, it was like, we gotta, we're walking there now. And yeah. I was like doing crazy shit, but like, that's fun. But like, it's like the parallels to like Joseph Campbell, the hero's journey. I remember when I was mm-hmm. little, I mean, since I, I started listening to like all these people when I was like, probably like seventh grade or something. So oh, now I just wow, think in like yeah. motivational quotes. I don't know. It's so, oh, like, yeah, it's so, you got on early. Got, so like, I got, I kind of followed them early. So oh, it kind of yeah. like, it was irreversible. It's irreversible. Oh, now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So I don't even, I can't even think about that perspective. Mm. Starting from seventh grade, 
that is not what I was listening to in seventh, eighth. <laughs> yeah, so not like- even close. Not even close. <laughs> oh, okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You okay. See, see, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> now that makes you make so much more sense now. Because it was like that's what I meant. Like I never missed a day. Mm. I've always so like a lot of the things that I've seen is like how you frame things. So like you can be winning or losing or framing things how you like like to see it. So it's like or if I'm winning or it's like everything I treat as a training situation. So like not too long ago we had a situation at the restaurant we worked for like there's smoke everywhere and it's like <laughs> in my head I'm like I'm thinking okay this is the best training I'm gonna I always say yeah. have fun in the poop mm. so like and how much if we can can we have fun in yeah. the shittiest situation so I'm yeah. like okay let's get after it let's yeah. have fun and we like we we had fun I was you, like, that's I'm awesome like, we really got this joke he was like the firefighters and I was like get out the way I'm making money and I was like yeah, that, that is, was badass wow so that's how I see things and like most of the time so I would frame it like that. there's this really well I mean I'm saying really good it was exp- expressed to me that it was really good I haven't gotten around to it but it's a book called Endure I'm forgetting who the the person yeah is. I've heard of it too but it? my friend Mikey who's training to break like the world record in rowing right now he has read that book so he's tapping into so i just wanted to bring that up in uh as a last point to you asking i wonder what's going on through his mind when you're you know at that stage of just your body you feeling like your body's burning out is they go through exactly to the best of scientific ability today what exactly endurance is and how much is it how much of it is mental you know versus the the physical aspect of it uh, so yeah, I, I do think that there is this mental capacity that you, I mean, in, if you have worked rigorously physically and mentally, you'll, you'll know that there are capacities, new capacities you can unlock. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, I mean, I can only imagine the, the capacity in which someone like him, like, you know, like a David Goggins has unlocked to continue to just move your body when you, you just feel like you shouldn't be able to. Yeah. And I say, I don't know, but I know exactly what, it, cause I know exactly mm-hmm. what goes on. Cause like the way I characterize it is like a lot of the time when you get to that point, you lose perspective of things. So it's like you get there and you're like, I was like, you're like, you're not in the moment. You're just thinking like about how much you, I mean, you are in the moment, but like it, how do I explain it? So it's like, oh, let me think about it for a second. <laughs> so when I'm like, if you're in that situation, only thinking about is how much it hurts and how much you like. But it's like, as soon as you can like answer those questions, like that's like the split second decision, like, oh, why we're doing this. And like, that's where it happens. Mm. But like for me, like I know for a fact, like I know I get to that state and I've done it so many times. That's like, oh, we've done this before. We can just keep moving. Mm. And like the first time I really did something that I like didn't know I could do, I was like, during COVID, I like ride my bike. I was like, I was like, huh, I'm let me, I'm gonna go ride my bike 100 miles, see what happens. And like thinking back, it was so stupid. Like I took like one Powerade and some Sour Patch Kids with me, but like it wasn't hard at all. So it's like it was yeah. like a six hour ride. But like, oh, yeah. I was like doing. So it's like okay, there's a lot more on the table than you think that's there. Yeah, so. yeah. People do some some pretty wild stuff. Like I've seen, like I've gone on. I like to hike. Yeah. So I'm going on some hikes, and you just see. Some of these dudes out there, some in the military with their rucksacks. And yeah, they, they're moving. They usually got a German shepherd with them that yeah. also has like a weight vest on. <laughs> and they're just running through this thing. You're just like, yo, 
they just ran up a rock scramble. Yeah. Like, that was not, like, this is old rag. That's a big rock, you know what I mean? With yeah. People, you see people mountain biking, like, real mountain biking. People get No trail. Mount- like, it's yeah, real shit. Yeah, Bro. <laughs> I'm like, man. Bro, that's crazy. Like, you're just going over rocks and, and twigs and mud and dirt and trees. And th- these, they just, like, if you see someone really do that, they're so good at what it is they're doing, like having to try to maneuver and navigate over all that stuff. And then there's certain places where they can't. So then they just get off the bike, put their bike on their back and just start, and just start like moving <laughs> over water or streams and stuff like that. Like this, you can, I've definitely seen that. And I've also felt this sensation of being, it's sort of like, to be honest, it's, it's very similar, if not the same thing to the reading of the book. Yeah. And reading something off of a page and realizing, oh, I can gain, like the gaining of perspective feels like your world is enlarging. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's enlarging. And I feel like it's roughly the same thing. Like when you go through something rigorously physical and you get out through the other side, you're like, oh, like, like one, I can do this. Like this is a real thing that I can, I want to, uh. I think I want to try judo. The martial art? Yeah. yeah. I think I want to try judo. I know it's not striking, but yeah. that's kind of the reason why. I'm like, I'm into the the physical flow of using momentum against something else, against like a an opposing force. Yeah, trying to rip your head off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're just using minimal movements to just kind of move their body around, yeah. and push them out of the way and throw them and stuff like that. Uh, have you done any, have you done any mixed martial arts or any? Oh, I, when my first sport, I mean, I'm not gonna count soccer cause I was just out there playing in the field. Like there was no goalies and no one would score the entire time. <laughs> like I was like, You're just four, running yeah, around. Yeah, I yeah. was just running around, but the first sport I wanted to be a ninja at the time. So mm, I got into, I went through a ninja stage yeah. too. And then I did it all the way up to around like seventh grade when I started playing football. So I was, I made it to be a second degree black belt. Mm. I don't remember anything now, but yeah. It was like, that was like, I was thinking about like the discipline that started, like like my discipline base. And I was like, oh, I remember thinking back to it. I was like, that was a very disciplined thing. Mm. Like everything was about like, there's a huge attention to detail in everything we do. Like we're standing straight. We're doing our forms correctly. And like, and like we get to look cool, but like, it's mm. like not. Yeah. yeah I was, I was yeah. wondering about the foundation. I, yeah. I yeah. Was, that's what I was just trying to continue to investigate this because I wanted to figure out exactly like where all this comes from. Like if it's, did your, were your parents heavily about all these same things that you're. My parents are amazing. They're both, I mean, when I say killers, I mean like they're yeah. like, they're, they're, they're good at yeah. what they do. Yeah. They're like, I'm a little different from both of them. I'm a good mix of both of them. My mm. dad's more the quiet, but he's, he's a badass. Like mm. he works like three jobs, not because he has to, because he, wants to you know what i mean mm-hmm. he's kind of that dude and then my mom's smart as hell do all that so yeah but one thing they did is they always let me do not what i wanted to do but like they always let me make my own mistakes mm-hmm. so like they raised me but then at some point they were like okay you like i asked them a question earlier and they're like oh you've already proved you know you can make decisions and i'm like oh thanks for the advice mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it's like they'll tell me they haven't told me what to do in a long time because i had my head on straight from a, like when i was little but like they they've been they made sure I didn't die, but they were like yeah. I'm like all right, mom, I like pick me up at Reagan International Airport. I'll see you in six hours. Like yeah. you know what I mean, shit like that. And they're like, okay, be safe. You know what I mean? It's like I never had a curfew. 
And it's like when I remember getting a bad grade, they're like, oh, you can get bad grades if you want to be like you're a loser. You're like you're amazed now. But like if you want to get bad grades, that's up to you. But if you want to be extraordinary, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, OK, let me actually do this now. <laughs> so they, they did a they did a good job. But yeah, I'm I'm now a little bit more unhinged than they are. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like I'll say something they're like, because <laughs> I was talking to my book club. I was like, OK, so they're talking about waking up. And I was like, OK, it's so like what happens when you hear the alarm clock? And I was like, I hear the alarm clock and I'm already standing. Because I came to the conclusion, I was like, I can't be staying in bed anymore. So, like, I made a point to, like, whenever the alarm clock is off, I stand up immediately mm-hmm. and go take my walk. Mm-hmm. No matter what. Don't care if it's sunshine, whatever. Yeah. Partly based off the humor goes, I kind of look at the sun, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Not, like, staring at it, but, like, looking at it. Yeah. So, it's like, I was, like, looking at it, but, like, you know, getting moving. Because mm-hmm. I was... You know, like at 3 a.m. when you want to change your life? That's what I always like. If I can get that from the beginning, because, you know, like you make all these plans at 3 a.m. Mm. You want to do a bunch of push-ups, wake up. And you're like, I don't want to do this shit anymore. <laughs> and then you wake up. So, like, like the the player tip I always say is, like, you wake up, get some motivational content or anything that gets you going. Mm. Start with that and then keep on moving. So, What's the motivational content you're starting with? No, like anything. So it's like it can be anything from music to podcasts I'm listening to. I have like a long playlist of like mm-hmm. videos that I've had since that time I started. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like now I can like recite them in my head. So That's why. <laughs> so you're just, I mean, <laughs> like I can like, just, listen, like, listen to the videos. You're, you're just like, motivation, <laughs> like in a in a person, like. I try to be, but like yeah. it's like when people say it, it's like you know the whole story. Like oh, you're so disciplined, but like I know for a fact that time. When I was sitting there bullshitting on TikTok. Because, mm-hmm. like, about, like, last year, I was like, okay, I'm an athlete. I can't use that as an excuse to just get okay grades. Like, I mean, of course, I always got A's and B's. But, like, I was like, okay, I want to be an athlete. I want to work part-time job and, well, athlete, part-time job and get straight A's. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so let's see how we're going to make this happen. Yeah. And then, like, you start breaking it down. I'm like, okay. It's not too bad, not too bad. And then just keep going. And I was like, oh. That takes a a certain, a very unique restraint that your parents had to, I mean, also and trust in you because, you know, it's both of those things. Yeah. (laughs) To not constantly give their opinion or their analysis or, you know, their preferred route for any decision. Like that takes quite a bit of reserve. Yeah, because like they want you to be like this. And I was like, oh, I want to play football. I want to do something dangerous. And my mom was like, what? No. But then yeah. it's like you go out there and like, okay. Yeah. There's like a little, I always say it's like sports, so like probably like the most like influential part of my life. It's mm-hmm. like if you have your eyes open, you pretty much, you like, you'll learn the lessons that you will learn in life, but like the hard way. Mm-hmm. So it's like as athletes, like we know what it is to work hard every day, come back and do the same shit over and when you feel like shit. Like people always like, oh, what if I don't feel good? And I was like. That's not, it doesn't matter. It's like, yeah. Cause like, I remember like, especially in like in our off season days when it's like a hundred degrees outside, you're over there running up a hill mm. in the hundred degrees, people having heat strokes and you're like, what are we doing? Like, you yeah. know, you look around, it's like, it's supposed to be fun. And then you got to come and do the same shit over again. Like, yeah. And then like put 400 pounds on your back and do the same shit. And everyone's like, hmm. but then I added in, it was, it's so stupid. But like, I was, I added in the work and I was like, go work back to back, like basically 12 hour shifts and then do this. And I was like, and the craziest thing is, like, I was fa- like, I was faster at that time. I don't know. It was all the adrenaline or whatever. I was faster at that time than I am now. Like, in this, because, like, I haven't, like, hit, like, I opened up at a faster time than I did. That I'm running now. Mm. And I'm not doing half the things I was. So I'm like, yeah. damn, I need to, maybe I need to go back. Damn. Yeah. But the, <laughs> the thing is, also, is there only, but some, like, do you get eight hours of sleep? Yeah. Yeah, well, that I, that took a lot of sacrifices. I was like, okay, right. I need to be accountable for everything if I'm going to make this thing work. Because I know for a fact, if I'm 
half-assing my nutrition or sleep, I'm going to get sick. Mm. So like yeah. I would go and I have to get my reading done. I have to get, you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm thinking like, so how am I going to make this happen? So it's like, okay, missing one day. Like I don't miss, miss missing one day is sleep eight hours. Okay. Mm. Shouldn't be a problem, but like, I can't let that compound. So it's mm. like, I remember like I would come really like the hard is like Friday. So we come in, I'll make sure I get a good night's sleep. Cause I know I'm gonna have to practice in the morning. Then I would make sure I would, have my Pedialyte's on me, mm. get my nutrition right, go get Chipotle, take a 30 minute power nap, go to work. Mm. So then like, and then I would make sure, like I know for a fact, you know, when you work and you just don't drink anything, like get a yes, dehydration headache by five if I don't do anything. So I'd just be accountable for the process the entire day, making sure I get my protein in throughout in those intervals mm. just to make sure I'm feeling fine. Yeah. But like, I think the reason I felt so much better at that time is because like I would go work back 12 hour shift back to back and then go to practice on Monday. I was like, why do I feel so good? But like when I would get home, I might have to read, but like those, like I might have to read or do something or do some homework, but I would get there and I would go have the best sleeps of my, like that, that eight mm. hours is a real eight hours. I was hitting the hay and I was yeah, gone sure. and then I would wake up, go do the same shit over again yeah. and but come back and I'm like, Oh, okay. We're feeling pretty good. And yeah. then like halfway through, I was like, okay, we, this shit is, we can do this. Yeah. Like, sleep is probably pretty good for you, huh? Like you yeah. don't really struggle with it. When yeah. You're, yeah. No, not really. But like, I don't really need that much sleep in the first place mm. that I found. And so it's like. If I can just like this is the discipline, the smallest one, just putting your phone away. Like mm. I bought a uh, um, what's it called? You know the sleep mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it just put it on and you can't look at your phone. Like that's the biggest thing. So you can listen to it. Like I just listen to video, like a YouTube video, like a Vsauce. You remember mm. Vsauce? I like his videos when I go to sleep. So then I just listen to a video when I go to sleep, and it's like okay. Yeah, because it's the it's the whole blue light thing. It's sort yeah. Of so it's like you start you. thinking about that. Like you can turn like the what's it called the tone mm. of it up. So it's like I have mine on alarm, or not alarm, but a timer. So at seven, it's starting to get warmer. So like ex controlling your light exposure is pretty good. But if you're mm. tired enough, you're just gonna fall asleep. Mm. To me, like the problem is like if I like on Sundays, it's hard for me to fall asleep. If I it's like our off day, pretty much, because I don't do anything. Yeah. So like I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay. Is it is it difficult for you to do that? Yeah. For to like relax. Hmm? Not relax. Okay, I love when I'm like. When was your last vacation or time off? Would you say this is, is the this is the, like I was like you sacrificed like your social life just to, like I'd be like like I get that like bug where I'm like okay we should be doing something a lot yeah like right now I was like okay I mean, at least like doing something like I don't like to just like I don't understand when people are like oh we're gonna just go chill like mm. hang out like I'm like what do we what do you mean we're gonna go chill like okay if we go eat that's something different like, we're gonna enjoy the time yeah, yeah, yeah and like that was like one of like we call it development plan that i made for the book club and it's like how we can enjoy our leisure time more because it's um, like we're trying to build we're trying to be rounded people not trying yeah. to be i mean of course so you're you're, gonna be unbalanced, it's, it's kind of like a uh oh damn what was i gonna i was gonna say uh what's the kind of exercise you're doing where it's uh your mood it's like moving rest or what do you call it zone uh, uh sort of like uh Maybe it's called like a like a resting a resting movement or something like that. But it's pretty much just where you know you're exercising in between sets. You want to like just stay moving or just yeah. doing something light, just to kind of continue to uh, move, keep your heart rate up, and I guess stay like in the bro zone. Bro, science is like staying warm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty much something like that, and kind of just staying in the zone of whatever it is you're doing. Uh, but yeah, it seems kind of like that. So you want to have leisure time, but even in that leisure time, just try to do something like latently productive inside. We try, or it's like, I would say we pay for our free time. I mm. mean, but like, if you know, like you have to do some shit to like feel like you deserve the free time. I don't know how to oh, okay, explain Okay, it. okay, okay. Or not deserve it, but like, yeah. Well, that's it. kind of what you were saying, like going and sitting on the couch, you know, yeah, for 20 you minutes. Yeah, when you sit there, you're like, yeah. 
And you're like, all right, <laughs> like I can, I can chill. I can feel good about yeah, resting now. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you're probably at a pretty high threshold for that. So you probably have to do quite a bit before you feel good. Just like, yeah. Cause I was thinking about it, especially like on the, like, you know, like people like went to Kobe, we were talking about people going crazy mm-hmm. at work. And I was like, Oh, why are all these people have such low stress tolerances? But then I was thinking about, it, I was like the entire day of my life, we've been playing, I've been playing sports. So like, I know for a fact, every weekend, my, my stomach's going to be turned up. I have to feel like I got to poop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You'd be nervous as hell. And it's like, I guess you do. It never gets easier, but you do get used to it. Mm-hmm. And you know, for a fact, it's like you make bad decisions when you start turning off. So it's like you learn some things. I remember like I'll be at service bar just like on a busy night. Just, okay, go, go back to our breath. Be in the moment, you know, mm-hmm. relax a little bit. Because like, you know, we don't yeah. have to always like be. Because that's the one thing is if I get like. I would say if I get clacked off or like my adrenaline starts kicking, I'm not going to sleep. <laughs> That's like I hate playing video. Like I used to, I was a huge gamer mm. and like we would always play to win. I'm like, I was talking to people and they're like, so why aren't you watching videos on Siege and like trying to get better? Like when we, like I treat it like a sport, like when, you, when I'm going to warm up and playing. Yeah. It's like, cause we played at a high level, like. I hit champ on siege and was like, I was, I was like, that's when I stopped playing. I was like, I hit the highest rank. I was like, yeah. okay, I can, I can leave now, <laughs> can knowing that, now. Yeah, knowing that I made it to I that level. The, I got the title. Yeah, because I only like to play competitive video games. Yeah, so, that is <laughs> so fun. And most of my teammates only play competitive video games. It's like sports, mm-hmm. and it's like those are my best friends. Like I'm just like, if you're one of my best friends, it's because we play video games together. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. It's just like, yeah, we went through combat together. We played. It was yeah, like, it was like, those are my boys. You went through like a journey. Yeah. <laughs> A whole like story arc. Uh, Mark said this. He was like, you know, I, I think we were hanging out with Emily. But either way, we were talking about heterosexual guys hanging out and mm-hmm. like what that is. And he said, and and I definitely uh, I'd second this that guys usually need a thing to do. Like Yo, course, we're gonna yeah. like we're gonna watch the game or we're gonna play the game or we're gonna look at something else is gonna be the main attraction. It's not gonna be just us two looking at each other. Like that's not gonna be the main thing. <laughs> like uh, So I'm thinking like when you're talking about you're like, okay, we're gonna go chill. Like what are you really trying to do here? Yeah, like you'll you sit know? on the couch like yeah, talk it's like, about our feelings like <laughs> Like when you're working hard, you don't got time to worry about your feelings. So, so, so this is what's interesting because I, I heard. So, especially with the Marcus Aurelius, and I think also the David Goggins book, there's some element of having to speak about like Samuel was your emotions or something dark that you're trying to overcome or something like that. So, that's I mean that essentially could be uh, the topic of discussion for two guys to sit down, which is what's happening right now in some way, right? So this is like some weird glitch in the matrix that I've, that like a podcast is. Yeah. Because it does allow a space for, I mean, anyone, but definitely since it's the the minority, heterosexual guys to sit down and have a discussion. Genuine conversation. In a way that otherwise wouldn't happen. Like you wouldn't, it would be in the midst of watching a game or playing a video game or doing something else as the main activity. Yeah. Cause we didn't talk about real life when like, when we saw each other, we didn't talk about real life. No. And we had like, we, every time we saw each other, all smiles, all this, like, yeah. it was always fun. Like, yeah, like it was just we would get to work, quick. we would talk about random stuff, but like we would have fun doing it. But like, we never talked about like, you know, it was like, I didn't know what high school, like what, like your life or anything. It was like, nothing. Oh, I didn't know. That you, I don't know. I didn't know you shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you. Where did that come from? Where did my family's? My dad's side's pretty country. Oh, okay. And I like it as a discipline because shooting is pretty hard. Mm. So it's like people think you can just go out there and shoot, but like it's like a oh, you have to crazy. control your 
Oh, it's I'm a, certain yeah. of it. It's like, because you, you can't surprise your nervous system in a sense. So it's like people always flinch before the boom pretty much. So they're moving around all this stuff. So it's like, it's a discipline that I really like to do because it's super hard. Yeah. And people in the community respect it if you are an actual like marksman in a sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I sounds grew up like, in like that military side. So of course I'm gonna be a little, <laughs> like yeah. we played soldier when I was little. Like, so like oh, yeah. Yeah, so was like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I hear the same thing about archery. I mean, I've done some archery, yeah. so I feel I like archery too. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's fun. I get it because you're, because essentially you're just sitting, it's one, it's a movement. It's one yeah. movement, but then there's wor- there's a world of difference between the best marksman and the worst. But it, you're essentially doing the same thing. It's not like basketball. You're running around with a team or football. It's, it's not like that. It's you. It's the bow. It's the arrow in the target. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's it. But then, the, but, you know, to like hone the type of, like you're saying, breath work, the type of awareness and attention that it takes to just like let everything be one smooth movement. Yeah, and it's, it's like it's crazy what you're focusing on, and it's like, and how can you do it to a point where it's just muscle memory, where you're doing the right things all the time? Mm. And it's, I mean, of course, you always need to be honing it to make sure that muscle memory never gets off course. But like, it's like a, it's actual, like it's respectable when you see someone a top point one percent, because even when you get to the top 1% of a community, you realize how much better the top 0.1. Mm. Like, I remember hitting champ, and then we would play kids, and you were like, yo, these kids, like, the top 0.01 are, like, crazy. They're, like, better than, like, I am to, like, a novice player. Right, Because it's, right. like, a huge thing. And I noticed that when I came to, went to college and started running track, it was like, oh, these kids are, like... <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's life. Yeah, it's, so it's like... <laughs> it's like, I forget what, I think it's, uh, oh, I forget the name of it, but it's, uh, it's this learning curve where like when you uh, most people start something first, most people think that they know more about it than they actually do. Yeah. When you very, very first start something, you're like, oh, I think I have a decent understanding of like what this thing is. Then you start to do the thing for a little while and you realize you had no fucking idea what you were talking about. And you're like, oh, there's a lot going on here. Then you get better and better and better. <clears throat> and you hit this point where. You've been doing it for a while. You've been maybe doing it at a high level. You've been networking, talking to people. You have amassed a much more information than you had when you were a novice. So now you think that you're really good. Yeah. Then you continue to do it for a little bit longer and you hit this curve where you realize again that you're still like a novice yeah. to some people that have been doing it for 20 years or whatever. Yeah. You're like, wow, I still have so much to learn. So many details, like so many nuances. Point, yeah. At that point, it's like all the little things really matter. Yeah. Because when you first start stuff, we call them the newbie games. When you first start lifting, you're going to put on a whole bunch. But now, especially like at point now, like we're like worrying about 0.02, trying to run faster, 0.02. And it's like, then it's like the hardest thing in the world. It's like the smallest thing. Like, is your shin angle at 45 degrees or 35 mm-hmm. degrees? It's like the littlest thing. And then, but it was like, yo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's when you start talking differently. Yeah, because it's like you have to be accountable for everything that you do in that. Mm. And it's not necessarily, it's like, I always thought about it as like in high school, sports started to stop to become season sports. It's a year long commitment. Mm. Like in football, this season was from like August, or like we start playing games in late August, early September to maybe November. But then people would take the rest of the year off. But then, real, like when you get to high school, it's like, oh, like winter training starts in this in november and then you're I mean, you might take like a few weeks off yeah but then you start like i remember played football but like i had to go track practice and you had to go to football green day because that's how we think like that's how it was and it becomes a year-long commitment rather than just 
oh, I'm just going to go play football and then that's it. Well, so I mean, that's how some people just like excel in things. Yeah. If you, there's this book by Malcolm Gladwell, I think, because I've read two of his books, I think it was Outliers. No, it was definitely Outliers. <laughs> um, and I think it was when he was talking about Korea or China, he was talking about a lot of just Asian countries in general, but I think Chinese in particular, because their language is made to like, when they say numbers, it, their arithmetic is built into the language. So when they say like 33, it's three tens and three ones pretty much is what they're saying. So, so once you build the arithmetic in, it makes arithmetic much easier yeah because you're the way you're even saying the number is the arithmetic itself um now that's one reason as to why they're far better at math than we are uh so they can say things or whole statements much quicker than we can but on top of that when it comes to the education system they're places where people are in school much longer than we are, where we have three months off in the summertime or two and a half months, whatever that is in our public schools, they'll have like a couple of weeks. They'll have a month, something like that. And they're still working yeah. in that time. Like there's, like you said, it's a year long commitment being a student in this country. Of you course. know what I mean? So that like, that's how other countries feel. Like we're going to work. All year. And I'm, I'm sure you have foreign friends. And like I was in Barnes & Noble buying one of the new books. And I saw like a four-year-old like Asian kid on the floor reading a textbook. And I was like, that's why. <laughs> but like there's a burden of performance in those. Like you have foreign friends. Go look at their families. Especially on the Asian side. Or like if you go and look like you're expected to get all A's. That's just, that's the bottom line. And they do it. Because that's what it's expected. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's like, this is what it is. That's what like I think my parents like when I like they expected like that was the expectation. Like I remember mm. I got a B and I was like oh you're, or was, I remember they I like I in high school or whatever I was like oh I got this grade or like that's what you're supposed to get yeah. and then I said it again this time they're mm. like congratulations on what dean's list or whatever and I was like no oh, that's what we're supposed to do. Mm. Yeah, so it's like and my mom's last name was a uh, B. She's like, okay. And her dad was like, oh, you can't get anything less than the B. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can get anything less than the M. I'm good. I can get any yeah. grade. <laughs> I can so, get A through F, and no, no problem. So, no, that's what we're supposed to do. But they, like, you know what I mean? They they intend to win. Like, that's the yeah. thing. And it's like, most of the time, people are like, oh, if you get C's and all this, that's okay. It's like, C's get degrees and, like, all this mm. stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, it may be true, but, like. Yeah. Because that's the thing. I treat school as, like, I don't really think it's, like, that influential for me. But, like. It's learning to do things that I don't want to do. Like the hardest thing mm -hmm. I do every day is do my homework. Mm -hmm. That's like the hardest thing. Like I don't yeah. mind running until like you puke, but like doing it's homework, just, I'm is like, it just yeah. the the idea of like sitting your stuff down, pulling out everything that you need. Like it's not necessarily because when I get in that zone, I'm like, okay, we're having fun because that's what I attach my identity to is working. So I was oh, like, God. oh, we're doing good. Like I'm getting after it. Like that's like, but. I just think framing, sometimes, yes, yeah, sometimes I'm like, I don't think, I don't see how this is going to benefit me. Uh, the material is going to benefit the material. me. Because it's like you go through, especially like I'm in the, like a lot of like managerial classes now or leadership style. They like talk about all these leadership theories. And it's like, oh, it's like, I kind of like, if you've been in that space, you understand that like, you can't really like put just one theory to like mm. solve all situations. So mm. it's like when I was looking at it, I was like, oh, I don't know the feasibility of this, like a theory X or theory Y manager. And I was like, I feel like it's even a good like mix of both because it's like we live in a real world where there's different people who require different things and you can't just 
pick one thing to be a good leader in a mm-hmm. sense. So that's what I always think. <clears throat> yeah, Mark was a. Uh, he, I think he read half of the "Can't Hurt Me." Yeah, and he was saying that there's a lot of the get hard stuff that you know he wishes wasn't. I guess as hard. He's a compassionate type of guy, and and wants there to be some softness in the world yeah, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And I was like, well, I think that you can, you can definitely have both. Like it all exists in the same world. So uh, I think that as you were pointing out this, there's no one philosophy to handle all problems. Like no one solution is going to be a solution every single time in every oh, scenario on, you know, so, but it's good to be able to have, these varying philosophies and perspectives to be able to use them whenever need be. Yeah, it characterizes like having a toolbox. You can use the right tool for the job. It's right. like we were talking about the emotions in Marcus Aurelius and meditations, and we were like, I we came to the conclusion. I I read Jordan Peterson's book too, Twelve Rules of Life, and mm-hmm. it was like the antidote to chaos. Yeah, and I think most of that book was the antidote to chaos in a sense. So it was like, how are we dealing with bad times rather than good? Because it's like that's how I looked at the book because that's the time I, you would use it you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like being okay with the outcome so like that's what i kind of learned when i came to college is like like for the first year i kind of felt entitled to good results because i worked harder than everyone else i was taking the time in the summer learning nutrition like i always say it's like i learn it's like what you get in is what you get out but it might not be in the avenue that you want it to be mm-hmm. in so like i put all this time in to be the best um, sprinter i could but it didn't happen necessarily in the way I thought it was going to happen. I came out, but I came out a different person that has a discipline to do all these things. I'm bigger, stronger, faster, smarter, been worked in a team, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. So like, I got it out what I put in, but just not in the avenue. I mean, it still sucks. It's like, oh, I want to, I work so hard and it feels like a waste, but I'm like, oh, yeah. but like, I'm in like, I'm actually happy. And most of the times so I look at some of my teammates and like, they're dead ass champions at what they do, the best at what they do, but they're still broken people. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. know. It's like that quote. It's like the losers today are like tomorrow's winners or whatever. Mm, yeah. So it's like, I know like for a fact, it's like, okay, I've learned a lot of this. Like, to like last four years is like how to lose. Mm-hmm. That's so like learning to fail and learning how to get back up mm-hmm. every day. Cause it's like, it's not a pretty story either too. It's just like, and it's, you don't talk about it too. Like we're talking about it now, but of course you just show the stoic on the outside, but like, like trying to like going back every week, you like, like learning to do stuff when you have no hope is the hard part. Mm-hmm. So it's like logically, like you have no reason to believe in yourself. And that's when you kind of have to be a little delusional. So it's like, I used to get my, I used to give myself one day to feel bad for myself. And then every Monday I come back and I'm like, okay, we're going to go back after it. That's mm-hmm. how I like okay. frame it in my head. So yeah, it's like, yeah. and like, like this week we have to do it again. You know, for this week, I'm mm-hmm. every week I'm coming back with a new plan to get back after it mm-hmm. and like, try not to be like, cause I was like, I'm not, I was like, I was like, damn, I'm being soft right now. Like mm-hmm. if I'm sitting there feeling bad for myself, cause I understand what it feels like, but then you're trying to like, you can't use the logical approach with it. You have to be a little delusional like that. What if mm. I can actually make this happen? So, mm. and then it takes a lot of the stress off. Cause it's like, that's what it feels like. If I work as hard as my hard as I can, like most of the time people feel a lot of anxiety and stress cause they didn't do the work. So I can right. step on the track and realize that, Oh, I've done all the work. It's like, if it's meant to be, it's not like, that's where you can be stoic in that. Like I've done all like the, the preparation and all I gotta do is just go perform. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. If it does, it does. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm kind of already, like I saw I associated my self-worth with the process rather than the outcome. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing most of the people, it's like, I mean, of course it's always gonna have like a pull on you, like how your outcome is, but at some point you're like, I'm like, you can always do little things better, but like 
at some point you're there, you're like, okay, I did. If you can think back and like with the information I had at the time, could I have done anything better? It's like, okay, yeah, I did all I could. I mean, of course, of course, you didn't do all you could, but like I did a thing. So we just learn from that and move on. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, be asking people like if they would do something different in the past is an interesting question. No, because it's, it's like you're like, well, <laughs> am I? who I am now with the information of the experience yeah. that I went through. If I go back in time, because of course I would do it like differently because I would be more knowledgeable of the situation or maybe I wouldn't. But if I go back in time and I'm the exact same person I was when I made that decision with the information I had at the time and the capabilities, yeah, like, then I'm going to make the same exact decision that I made. Like, what do you mean? Cause there's a reason you probably yeah. thought about the decision. If you didn't think at all, maybe, but like, yeah. if you think if you truly thought about it and you're like, uh, She's like, no, like, I put some thought into that. Yeah, like, I'm going to make Yeah, you were trying decision. your best. And that you're trying your, I mean, you can always do better, but like, you yeah. were like, you made a good decision at the time. Mm-hmm. Who you thought was going to be a good decision. Yeah. You can't really blame yourself for that. Yeah, no, there's, there's too much. Like life is, there are too many factors outside of just, and that's a, that's a great thing to realize is that in this culture, we have created this essence of get after it. And if you're not where you think you ought to be is because you didn't work to get there. There is something in that, in that clearly we have seen hard work amount to X, Y, Z. Yeah. Um, And then there's just life factors, just other things that are just muddled. You know, maybe you're growing up in a place uh, and there's also outliers where people make it out of these places, but maybe you're, you're just growing up in a place where there's just malaria around constantly and you have to mine coal somewhere yeah. or mine some you know some cobalt or whatever it is that's that's, that's in our smartphones you know what I mean? <laughs> like that's just that's just what you and your family are doing so for you maybe getting after it isn't gonna you know make you a millionaire by age 35 yeah know? but but for a lot of people though that we know that we've grown up around that are in like pretty decent spaces in life to to make these pivots. Like it's definitely possible. Oh it's, no, for sure. It's one thousand percent. Especially possible. like you a lot talk a lot of shit about the U.S., but it's like you can really do a lot of things. <laughs> oh yeah. We have a lot of first generation, second generation friends. Like look at their parents. They came over here with nothing and really made it. God after. Yeah, and it's like oh, it seems like. Yeah, no, you can definitely make some stuff happen. Do you have? Is there like an ultimate goal? Like I know that. So there's millionaire by thirty five. There's I just, just say that I don't really. Win. I want to make enough money to the point where I can go to any restaurant and not look at the like check. You're not I'm not thinking the the. I just think the quality of my goal setting is what determines like the happiness of my life because I've always set big goals and it's like say I'm gonna get all A's. It's like the fun part. Like you get to the end, I'm like okay, you know, I got it. Now I'm like okay, it's not that fun. But the fun part was. Week by week, oh, I'm putting this, got A on this assignment. I'm one step closer. And then you get to that point, like, oh, I need to get a 92 on this. So I'm working my ass off. You get that good grade, and you're like, okay, we're getting closer, we're getting closer. Mm. Like, that was the fun part. Yeah. It was the journey that I always liked. So okay, like, okay. I'm okay. just trying to set good goals so that it actually push me. That's, like, right, that's right, right. what I was like. Yeah, so it's just a constant. Yeah, it's just going to be constant. Yes. It'll always look different. The goals will always look different. You'll always be headed yes. to new places. But there's nothing, there's no mountain peak where you're like, once I do this thing, it, I'm, yeah, I can cash when, it all yeah. in. I'm done. Like, yeah, yeah. Because that's when you die. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like people always like, yeah. talk about retirement at 65. Like a lot of people retire at 65 and die the next year. It's just like, mm, mm. I don't know. Damn. Like, <laughs> that's wild. Because you need a purpose to live. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. If you, you got to figure that out. Right, right, right. Oh, man, that's crazy to feel like. Yeah, that's tough. 
That's tough when you're so linked to like this one thing that you do. And like without that thing now, you're like, oh, shit. Like if I don't have this anymore, what do I do? I had a friend. uh, His name is Vince. He came on. He's been on here twice. I think he went he went through that. I think he. Oh, damn. I I think he uh, had a a stroke or, or something. I'm pretty certain it was a stroke. But he. He like couldn't do, he had to learn how to like walk again, how to like just do mad shit. Now he's a big ass dude. So he's still, he's back in the gym now. He's just crazy. But at a point just thinking, oh, well, I can't do these things I used to do anymore. Like that's what I was. That's all I did. Like, so now who, who am I? You know, it's so crazy that you can be so linked to that idea that you can die yeah. <laughs> naturally without it. That's wild. To retire and then a year later, you just like, your your soul has just been like, we ain't doing it. Like, yeah, we're done. Shut, yeah, like, shut this down. Like, we're done. I always. Simulation over. Yeah, just done. But I always, like, I was like, it was like a blessing that I like, my track career didn't go the way I wanted to in the middle because I had the identity crisis early when most of my teammates, oh, we graduate this year. Like, mm-hmm. you're done. And same thing in the military. We like in the book group, we have some veterans and like people who get out and it's like, they're just lost. And then like most that happens a lot in sports too. Cause like you spent all this time as that person. And then now what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I had that identity crisis, like my sophomore year. And I was like, okay, we need to get, when you start preparing for the next stage of life. So it's like, and you get my finances in order and start training for the things that I want. So like when you say the ultimate goal, I wanted to be able to have a job where I can be great at, like, I want to be a high performer at my job. I want to have an amazing relationship, take like be an amazing parent and have time for my hobbies. And that was the goal. So it's like, if I know I can work a job, go like run, run into the ground every day and do great at school, things that two of those I don't want to do. And I was like, okay, yeah. now it's like, I have the confidence I can go do that in the next time. Yeah. And like the way I think, think about it now is just like microly or like in the micro stage, I'm thinking about being in the moment, but macro, I'm like not, I'm going to think strategically. But like, that's how I did it. It was like everything I did, I was all in on what I was doing. So it was like kind of like, sir, I always, I always think I was riding my bike. That's my favorite time to like think. Mm-hmm. It was like, um, oh, that's your like mind cleansing yeah, time. Yeah, I was, no, I was just riding my bike. Or you're there. like consciously like trying to work through a problem think. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, pondering. You oh, know? okay. 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 And I was thinking about, it was just like serving tables. Cause like, say you have four tables in your section and you're thinking, you're like, you're going to try your best. Or I mean, you're going to do your best. You're not thinking about your other tables to get this table right so you don't have to worry about it later. Mm-hmm. And then you would come back to it later. So it's like, I'm going to do my best at school. So I'm not I'm not thinking about anything else when I'm at school. I'm just at school doing my shit. And then I can go to practice knowing that I don't have to think about that. And then I go to work at, at the end of it. And I'm like, I'm not worried about the assignments or anything because I know I did my best there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, it's like if you take care of each table, like there's just one table. then it's like, okay. Yeah, it's, it, it, you know. The self-help world, because I don't know when it like when that boom happened. I feel like it hasn't always been like this. Mm -mm. Uh, But whenever it like really got crazy, I feel like when anytime this is just this is just life. Anytime anything blows up, you're going to get your hierarchy. You're going to get people that are really good at it. People that suck at it. People in the middle. You're going to get people that don't even really care for the thing, but they're going to try to now commodify it because they see that it has value. And when it comes to self-help stuff, a lot of people sort of like look at self-help books like, man, get the yeah, fuck out of here. Yeah, that's the weird, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, get, like what, what is it telling you? Probably because they see so many. 
And there are certain people that will just say very basic ass things. Yeah, just like and, the cliche quotes. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> um, and I feel like, yeah, no. So it, things get a bad rap, for sure. And that always happens. Anytime anything gets popular. And I will say that being present, being in the moment has gotten a bad rap. Like it's or it's just kind of it's said so much that, it that people are just anything. like, oh, be in the moment. OK, cool. Like, what does that mean, really? But this is exactly what it is that you're saying is schematically speaking on the macro. You're like, I know where I'm trying to head. I know. Yeah, I'm planning. It, I'm planning ahead. I'm thinking yeah, I'm following that plan. Right. But. And you know that being so now that you've built that blueprint in the macro, that's in your subconscious and maybe just in your you're just conscious consciousness now in the moment you're making the decisions that map on to that bigger plan mm-hmm. and you you just you're doing that and so that seems to be probably i would say one of the largest if not the largest problems for just most people in general because you're so worried about what the next thing is that you're not giving the attention to the thing that you're doing at the moment. And so the time, by the time you get to the next thing that you're worried about, now you're in that moment thinking about the next thing. (laughs) So like you're not doing anything to the best of your ability because you're constantly thinking about the next thing or possibly the thing that you just did prior, you know, which is, which is even worse. And that's hard. I mean, it's not saying it's always going to be easy because it's not like you can, you're sometimes some shit's going to happen. You always think of it, but that's when like, you actually have to like focus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, that's why like in the self-help book, people always like, people always like, um, like what you said about like, I want to, why, why is this it's not supposed to be hard? Cause I think people kind of like made it seem like it was supposed to be easy, but like the reality of it is you're always going to feel like shit and like, you're always going to be doing things you don't want to do, mm. but like you always feel like shit don't do it, but like you get this, you have like the satisfaction that you're not doing. You're like, you're actually doing stuff. That's always like, I can think about the stuff I did in a happy sense rather than I was at happy at the time. Of course I was, I was forcing myself to be happy at the time. Mm. Like I remember like cleaning my section. I was the last one there. Like, cause you know, I was like HL at the time. I was like cleaning my section. And I was, and I was like, I was feeling bad for myself for like complaining in my head. And I was like, Oh wait, this is what we do. And then I was like, okay, yeah, let's enjoy our time doing this stuff. Like I DoorDash now just cause oh, like, yeah. it fits my schedule. And actually nice. it's pretty, it's actually pretty good. I hear. But like, I'll take orders just cause they suck. And it's like, Oh, how can we have fun in the poop? That's what mm. I always say. So it's like, you go out the way to make a shit. Yeah, it's like it's like a three dollar order for like ten miles. You're like, why accept this? It's like, <laughs> like what am I doing? But then I'm like, okay, this is like we're gonna use this time wisely. Oh, yeah. yeah, so it's like that's funny as hell. <laughs> three dollar order, ten miles. Fuck it, <laughs> that's like, wild. Yeah, I gotta get my acceptance rate up. But, oh, but, that's funny as hell. Yeah, that'll definitely do it. No, yeah, it does. It but, better. But that's funny. It was like, but then. I was like, and I guess not focusing on, you're focusing on the right things. So like when we were at work and I always said, like, I'm not worried about how much money, like people always ask, how much money did you make? First of all, like, you know, like the ego is like, oh, you don't want to know how much I make. <laughs> but then uh, the second was like, I'm not, I'm not basing my experience on how much money I made that day. Cause there's a lot of factors to it. I was like, how well I perform. Cause I was proud when I left. Cause I went through my entire serving career without making a big oopsie. Mm-hmm. Like maybe the occasional, like, can you delete this bread? I yeah, put it two times, but yeah. like, never forgot anyone's order or anything because I was focused on being the best server I could. Mm. And I was like, I wasn't like, the reason I got a job in the hospitality, hospitality industry is I was looking at my toolbox and my social side was the <laughs> worst side because yeah. like I was always, uh, 
um, head down grinder, but not really like a mm. talker. Mm-hmm. So like I was like had to really step out of my comfort zone and be able to talk to people. Yeah. So like I'm at the server and I was like, oh, I was like, yeah. Yeah. And it was like this is starting to get hard. So I was like, I would just um, go home and I would write down everything I was gonna say. So it would just be picking from a toolbox. I think I told you this when I was training. So it was mm. like, welcome in. I'm not gonna say that right yeah, now, but like, yeah. or just so y'all know, like I would have what I was gonna say, so I could just memorize those and have a toolbox, so I can always just. Mm-hmm. So I mean, of course, I got to the point where you can just start talking, yeah. but like at that time, it was just be automatic, have the tools like lined up. Mm-hmm. So like that's how I thought of it. Yeah, yeah. Back. But like it took yeah. a little bit, but then it took some started getting, and then it's like when I trained you, I've only been serving for like three and a half months. Right. So I was like, I remember exactly what, like what I remembered, I didn't know. Yeah. So it's like. I mean, I was notorious for not teaching like super spec because I wasn't a super spec server. Of course, if they ask me to do something, I'm going to do it. Right. Especially little things like parking on the fourth deck of the parking garage. People are like, why did you do that? And I was like, because they asked me to do it because I can. Because <laughs> they asked me yeah, to do like, it. I'm not a yes man, but I'm going to think about things logically. And mm-hmm. I understand that at that time there's a lot of construction. People mm-hmm. want to park where they want to park. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking I. I'm an athlete. I can walk up. Yeah, I also have no problem. He's like, aren't you tired? I'm like, no. No. Why would I be tired? First of all, and I don't say I'm tired. I never say I'm tired because I might be fatigued, but I'm never tired. Because like, it's like, I'm very careful how I talk to myself. Mm. I'm always Mm. like that. Mm. So when we would get there, I was like, oh, I can. But like, if I see something, especially like, like in like the way we did things that didn't make sense to me or like I found to be a better way, I'm going to tell you what they want. and I'm going to tell you how I do it. Of course, if it's not too far off what they want. Mm. So like little things, especially like double seating. Remember like, I did I did we take a double seat with you? I think we did. Yeah, probably. So yeah. they don't want you to do that, yep. but I was training you for the reality of what that. is gonna be a, mm-hmm. be a restaurant situation. We're gonna get shit on, and the reality of it is we're gonna have to take double seats because as soon as you become a burden to other people, people, I mean, of course they're gonna, we want everything to be like team service. They always preach that, but like you need to be the best server so we can be work together as a team, not so you're like not you're holding other people, people back. back. Yeah, because like when me, you, Brian would be together, like we would ask each other yeah. to do stuff, but we had a clean, like everything yeah. was clean because we were all competent. So it was like maybe take a step back from the team service aspect and learn how to be the best server you can before you start asking everyone to do mm-hmm. everything for you. Try to be the best individual so yes. you can be the best part of the collective. Yeah, so it was like, and it was like, I was like, okay, that's yeah. easy. I mean, that's life. Yeah, That's course. life. Try to be the best individual so you can be, even though you're just this fraction of the entire community that is humans, be the best part. Like, be the best part of that fraction that you can be. That's a that's a good that's a good philosophy to stand by. And I'll go back for a second because I don't know if you guys are just going to continuously pick up different like philosophy books or not. Oh well, yeah. So right now we're last chapter, so we we're reading Extreme Ownership. I've already read it, but most of the people in the group wanted to read it. Okay. So um, so I don't know if you've heard of uh, Alan Watts and Taoism. And yeah. All that. So there is this understanding that there's other perspective that. you're this one little fraction, this one speck in this flowing stream that is life happening uh, in that you kind of want to judo yourself through that situation, right? Like use momentum when it needs to be, use strength when it needs to be, flow when it needs to happen. And well, that it's all really just the flow. And you're not even so bent up on if you're happy or not in a situation when you 
when you're flowing with that situation, like when you're doing something and you're just constantly moving and there are no other thoughts going on, you're not even taking into account if you're happy in that situation. You're so immersed in doing the thing that like that's that's the only thing you're experiencing at the moment. Mm-hmm. And that could be track. That could be you know running. It could be reading a book. It could be listening to a podcast. It could be serving at work. It could be anything. And you just get so immersed and you get in that flow you're not thinking, am I happy? Am I unhappy doing this thing? So that's, it's like a key. It's a, it's a way out of having to constantly think about what state you're in because the state that you're in is just in the flow of whatever it is that you're doing. You're not even concerned with, with those other things. So I know happiness, like people trying to constantly find like this just this ever flowing happiness in life. Like some people are just yeah, trying like to you're find always that. Like, be happy like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's, I feel like that's a so kind of like a archaic desire. I don't think it's not realistic. Yeah. Like most people <laughs> these days are like, Oh, I just want to be happy. People use different words. People say like peaceful or I want to, you know, have a meaningful yeah. life. Like you say other things, but not just like happy. Yeah, like, you, yeah, like nah, I don't. I can say I'm at peace most of the time. Yeah, I would say they thought it was funny because I said, "Oh, the three emotions: I'm either locked in, <laughs> chilling, or um, what's it called, or peaceful." peaceful. You know, yeah, no, no, in. I was like pissed off, locked in, or peaceful. Like those are three. Funny. Those like that's only three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. The three emotions. <laughs> the three emotions. I mean, of course, it was a joke, but like, yeah. there's some more. But it was like it was kind of funny. Something that also happens with self help stuff is. For some people that want to push an agenda, like they want to push an idea through, like I just watched this documentary. Uh, I think it was on like Amazon Prime and it was about this guy that wanted to find happiness or peace in his life. So he followed someone like this Buddhist monk that's been uh, hooked up to some machine and has had some brain waves measure that says that he's like the happiest man on the planet. And then there was like the sage, this neurologist, but he went to, he had this long journey and took this guy with him and his wife. And he shot this documentary, uh, trying to find what were the real components to living a, a meaningful, happy life. And the content is good. And this is the whole self-help book thing I'm getting on. But sometimes they'll they'll make it a little corny and they'll yeah. try to push the agenda a little too much. So now by the end of this journey, the documentarian is now trying to act as though he's not necessarily enlightened, but that he's a much calmer person and that so much has happened for him. But it seemed very manufactured. It seemed like like all the content, all the people he spoke to, they were all genuine. But he was trying to push that this stuff really works. And now I'm better by the end of this movie that you guys watched. And it's all good. And I feel like with self-help stuff, we understand that as consumers, we look for results. We want results and we want them fast. Of course. Yeah. So you don't (laughs) want to hear that it's a long journey. You don't want to hear that. You may have to be meditating or doing something meditative or mind cleansing for the next five to 10 years for you to really feel a huge difference or even for a year, even for months. Some people are like, can I do this this week? So when they start doing something, they have really high expectations because they're like, I want to see something. You see people do that with like weight loss. 
if they start getting in the gym or they try a new diet for a week or two weeks and they're like, it's not working. Like what what it's not it's like, yeah. oh man. <laughs> you have a long journey. You got a long way. It's it it's not like that. So I I feel like self help books get a lot of bad rap for that too, because they they do sometimes people do try to make things easier than they seem because they want people, not even for nefarious reasons, just because they want people to start trying things and they know people won't try unless they think that there's going to be some real noticeable outcome or conclusion. In some decent time. Yeah, because then you're just acting on faith. Because it's like, what's it called? This will bring me to the question I actually had for you. Well, dang, I forgot what I was going to say. But (laughs) the question I have for you is like, on the concept of like, because you're like one of the most like emotionally intelligent people I've ever met. Like, I would like just sit there and watch you at work. People ask you a question, you tell them something and it like actually like you could physically see that it moved them, right? Mm. So what is your opinion on saving people? Because I always got felt like I got out the business of saving people a long time ago because most people don't like want it as bad as me. So like I would like people would ask me like how am I do this, how I do that, and then they might do it for a week or a month or something, but then they're like, oh, I'm just I can't do it anymore, or like they'll tell me like all this bullshit, and I'm like, oh, at some point you just got to sack it up, you know, and just man up and do it. But like, like I don't know, it's like you like expect people to approach things the way you would in a sense, but like how do you deal with people, like um what's it called saving people in a sense so it's like you like and the outside we know a lot of these people you look at them you're like they're just standing in the fire we're just move a little bit this way and like they like you can't move them at all like it's because they just don't understand but like from everyone can look at their situation and tell exactly what's wrong but they can't see it in a sense Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) because like we all know those people like they might you might love (laughs) your friends but you know they're just on a bad path and they won't listen to you or like they won't you know what i mean yeah (laughs) yeah I've equated this to uh, I've equated this to being I've I've been interested in uh, eternal beings, whether they're vampires or they're like a Dorian Gray picture, Dorian Gray written by Oscar Wilde. There's something about uh, there's also another book called The Story of Addie LaRue or The Life of Addie LaRue. That's a good one. But beings that live for a long amount of time are very, very interesting to me. Because you understand where you're at at age five, 10. We've been around them. You, you know, you can think back to when you were 15. Now you're in your 20s. And you're, there's going to be a point where you look back at age 50, at age 60, at you now like you were a child, you know. And that's going to continue to happen. And if we just continued to live past 100 to 200 to 300, we'd be looking at our 100-year-old selves like, that's a kid. Yeah. You know, so there's something about this, this, this way of life. Something that always happens for an eternal being as well is you just have to sit by and watch everyone that you care and love die over and over and over. And that's your cross to bear. That's just that's just going to be the reality of the situation. And maybe it's it's really rough the first time you get a wife and children and then you realize, wait a minute, I'm going to live forever. Wait a minute. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna fuck, be, I'm going to yeah. watch my my kid get as old as me. Then get older than me and then, and then die. Like, how many times am I going to do this? As some, I'm certain it's really tough the first time for yeah. a vampire or eternal being of sorts. Maybe even the second time. But at some point after you're maybe 500 years old, 600 years old, you're probably like, oh, this is life. So, you know, I'm not saying that I'm 600 in this in this body, but I've I 
wanted to save people for a long time, a long time. And yeah, because I would see things just like that. I'd be like, I'd be like, I feel like I have some answers, not all the answers to everything in the world, but some some to the problems that are arising. And yeah, simple it, problems. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, I, it's not like, like I have to be a sage or an omniscient being to understand that if, like you said, if you just move a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right, like if you just, but but the more you familiarize yourself with your own mind and how you see those situations where you could have done better or you did something, you know, that you're just like, why, why did I make that decision? You realize in those moments you were working with what you had in those moments. Like that's what you had. And so if you go back, you're making that decision as we've already spoke on. You're going to make that same decision. So I don't think. I think you get to a point where you just you stop, you stop trying to save people and you just look at them and realize that they're on this part of their journey. And there's something about old mystics and sages always answering people in stories, small riddles, allegories. There's something in that, because I think that very wise people start to understand that you have to live life. Like people have to live life. You can't you can you can influence, you can guide, but you cannot live someone else's life for them. You cannot yeah. make these decisions and people learn through story. So just offering perspectives through stories that you've experienced or that you've read or heard about and mostly just asking people questions, just asking them questions Let so them that come to the they can themselves. they can come to the conclusion uh, is seems to be the best way to to go through those situations and and it's you know it, it, that doesn't need to be your job you know to try to live those like you you yeah. need to do your own thing you know yes you got to take care of yourself so you can be the best person for other people yeah like the position I at now and it's like you tell me when you're ready to go I'll show up at your house for it you know what mm. I mean like for like some of my closest friends I'll show up at your house at 4 a.m that day when you tell me you're ready to go yeah because at some point you need to be able to one you need to be the one to say that I'm gonna change because it's like you can tell people you give them all the blueprint everything but they're still gonna quit and you're mm-hmm. like oh okay yeah it's just like <laughs> all right that's not for you right now well I'm just gonna keep it moving of course you know and it's like yeah and you should like if you have a group of high-performing friends you're gonna feel like shit and that should make you want to move you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah you, de- you definitely want people around that you admire for of whatever course, reasons yeah. you want to be able to look at these people and be like wow like they they really have this thing about them like maybe I should emulate that a bit more or something like that but they should all have something it doesn't mean all of them are the complete figure but they should have some nobility or some characteristic some quality that you admire yeah, or else I mean, you just kind of like <laughs> yeah, looking at this person. And saying, <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> Why are we hanging out? That's again? like at work. I was like, I only talk to like I, I mean, everywhere now. I only talk to people that are positive. Mm. Like, I don't really need you to be a higher form. I need you to be a good person to be around. Because mm. I feel, I mean, like especially at work, the only thing more contagious than a positive attitude is a negative attitude. And we all know the negative Nancy's at work. So I've been on teams like most of my life, and I'm like, you almost have a like a burning response, like a responsibility to share your energy when you're in a good mood, especially most of the time, not everyone's gonna be in a good mood, but you know those people who are just so contagious in that setting. So it's like, when you get to work, we're just 
we're laughing around, joking around, doesn't matter what's happening. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, okay, you keep doing that. Even when you're not feeling good, you don't, you have to, you have to understand how much you affect other people too with your negativity. Or, yeah. So it's like, yeah, let me, I'm going to get bathroom break and then okay, I'm going to no come back in on that point right there. <laughs> you know, just talking about energy. Oh, energy. Yeah. So going back to the whole saving thing, uh, you know, people people ask for advice or that they they like people like answers. They want something nice and packaged up perfectly for them. And just like, give me an answer for this thing. Uh, that's often just not how how life goes. And it takes some time, like really kind of go through these different philosophies and find different answers and corresponding answers that kind of give you some semblance of an answer or something like that. Uh, but I think that instead of trying to do the saving and give everyone all the proper answers that they need as you see fit is be that energy around them. Because often, just like children, we learn from just watching someone move. Like you were just saying, it's it's not that I'm giving someone an answer at work because I'm like, hey, you want to better your life? Listen to me. They ask me some question for whatever reason, probably because I'm walking around and they just want to know what the fuck is going on with this guy. Same. They wanted to know with you. It's like when you're quiet, people want to know like what's going on yeah, with you. Mysterious. Yeah. Like, what is, like what's going on through your mind? You know, um, because most people just like speak like they just put everything out. But I think if you just. And not even for the sake of this conclusion or this benefit, but if you are in this flow and you're just worried about the things that you're doing, people can watch you as you watch me answer those questions and just see something in the way that someone is existing, just in the way that they move. And you may be able to to glean some insight from watching that. And then if you're interested enough, then you can have some follow up questions because you're curious about how they move like this or what philosophies or experiences made them like brought them to that situation. but I think, but I think the question asking is is, is difficult for people though, uh, for many reasons. But I will just say I think aside from the yeah the trying to save someone instead of doing that, I think just being yourself and working will give off a certain energy, and it's sort of like uh, the way that they express it is water in Taoism is water erodes. You know, so when people come to talk to you, you can see the difference in like what you're giving off from when you watch someone speak to someone and the energy that they have speaking to that person versus when they come to speak to you and like what happens. Because when we speak to each other in person and we sync up and we're looking at each other, you there's this like this energy transference that like starts to happen. So. Like this, this is a perfect way of explaining it. <laughs> for example, Tony, one time I'm going to put her out. I'm going to put her out here for a second. <laughs> I don't know what slew of things had to happen in order for her to think that this is the only way that she could connect with me. <laughs> but one day I'm by one of the posies putting in you know, some information on rolling, rolling silverware or something. <laughs> and she's her. like, so Earl, um, you had any revelations recently? <laughs> like, and I just start laughing because I'm like, 
That's so funny because for whatever reason, I mean, one great question and I'd be yeah, happy yeah. to answer it by yeah. the way. Uh, but it's so funny because you would never approach anyone else in here and ask them yeah. that question, you know. It was either me, you or like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's just very funny to to ask that question. But you can just see the energy that you give off simply because of the energy that people come and engage with you in. Yeah. You know, uh, so I think that just just being is probably the best thing that you can do rather than like trying to make someone something that maybe that they don't even really want to be. Yeah. He's got to define what you actually want. Yeah. The biggest thing that I've heard or like what I've, that was like lead by example. Cause that's the leadership, like what's it called concept that I've subscribed to. Mm. And I was like, Oh, lead by example. Yeah. You find it everywhere, I guess. Cause at the time I actually became an HR. I said, I read extreme ownership and I was like, Oh, Part of being a leader, just being a better person. That was the entirety of the book, pretty mm-hmm. much. How effectively can you control your ego, commu- um, communicate effectively? I saw that so much. And that was a huge problem with just, like, I always say normal people. My mom hates it. But, like, normal <laughs> people in general is, like, the way, it's, effective communication is not necessarily, like, what you're saying, but how you say it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the problems we had were people, like, people in leadership positions just yelling at people. And it's, like, we're now on the football field. We, like, you can do that to some people, but you have to really know them. Yeah, And it's, like, Oh, can you go get some ice? And like people are like, oh hell no. Like, you know what I mean? It's like just like just transferring it. But like one of the simple things that I always used is like, especially with notorious not workers, first of all, you need they need to respect you, right? So you need to be doing what they are supposed to be doing, but at a higher level. So like that was the biggest thing. Like to me, like when I became in that position, I was like, okay, I need to step it up and I always need to be doing the right thing. Cause people are always looking at you. If they catch you slacking off, they're gonna be like, oh, this person doesn't really mean what they're saying. So it's like a simple thing is like, oh, tell me when, first of all, I understand being a server. So it's like, you're going to get shit on, right? And the worst thing that happened when you're getting shit on is someone yelling at you for not doing your side work. You know what I mean? Mm. So I'm thinking, it's like most people, I'm like, oh, tell me when you're in a good spot, first of all. And I'm going to tell you you're in a good spot. Let's go do this together, right? Or go grab, I'm going to go find you a friend and we're going to go do this together. So it's like notorious not workers. I'm like, oh, yo, tell me when you're in a good spot. We're gonna, let's go shovel some ice. You know what I mean? And then they would come to me, oh, I'm in a good spot right now. We go shovel some ice half the time. I, he scoops it in. I, I put in the thing. And we go do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that was that worked so nice. And then you have, by the time I left, I was like, I didn't even have to tell people to do anything most of the time. Or like, ask them twice. Like, I never asked anybody twice to do anything because they actually wanted to help me. Like, we have people yeah. you work with where you just want to do things for them. Like, Hisham, right? Not a loud person. Like, people, like, when you think about a leader, people always think in the guy who shouts out orders. But like the respect part is like you like he should ask you to do something because he know he got your back no matter what. That man has saved my life so many times. So it's like if you ask if he asks you to do something, you're like, okay, Roger that. I'm going to do that, right? And it's like, oh, it's like someone saying no to Hisham is crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I was like, before I was like, yeah, we got people. It's like notorious not workers. I'm like, yeah. that shit was smooth. Mm-hmm. And it's like when we have a problem, I'm not afraid to get dirty either. Like, what's it called? We didn't have a role. It was like, okay, yep. I'm in a good spot. Let's go help our people out. You know what I mean? We're not on silver linen, but yeah. the bag is looking crazy. There's linen all over the kitchen. Like, we gotta pick yeah. it up and go put and it's it like, out. It's, it's like it's like the biggest thing is knowing that most people. If you attack people's egos, you're gonna have a huge problem. Mm-hmm. And it's like when I'm talking to people, I'm like very considerate about how it affects them. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a very like not like harsh person, but like I'm a very realistic person. But I also understand how what I say affects people because like I'm not expecting the people to be like me in that situation. So it's like oh, it's like oh, and they're starting to see little things. Just being 
little bit more humble, being mm. controlling your ego, like what's it called? And just everything about it. I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, controlling your ego is it's huge. There's I know some some talks, some uh conversations of like, can you be successful without an ego out there? What's your opinion? Um <clears throat> Uh, I think that you can do things. So, so the ego is supposed to like keep us alive, right? It's yeah. like a self-preserving component to, to evolution. In this current ecological niche that we've built where we're pretty good, you know, like we're not, I, I don't have to war with the next tribe a couple of miles away or fight saber tooth tigers or any of that type of shit. I don't have to do any of those. So for the most part today in our society, ego doesn't seem absolutely necessary on most fronts. Uh, I think that you could drop out of it and still achieve. I do think that it can be a tool because no, for sure. Because you, yeah. Cause if you get your ego involved, then you can, you know, I mean, you can pretty much manipulate like how you're going to feel with your self-talk. Now, some people speak to themselves very poorly and they're just like, yo, stop being a little bitch. Like, get the fuck over. Like, what's wrong with you? And like you and that's how you poke and prod your ego into like doing certain yeah, like, things for you. You're a pussy right now. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I got to lock in. <laughs> <laughs> get into that one emotion, that lock in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. And so they're, they're like, there are different ways you can use it. So it's not like people with ego because there are people. Listen, this is, I guess, what I should have prefaced this with. There are people with egos that are extremely successessful, like blazing egos. The people with blazing ego egos that are very that are failures <laughs> that have not done anything that they've ever wanted to do. And they've and they've tried to set out to do such. Um, so both of those things matter. And then there are also people that have tried very hard to get away from their ego. And, the, and because of that, they're just relaxing they're blah. because they don't feel the, the need to the do I, much. When I was looking at it is like, first of all, is like you, if you're like a, any side of like high performer in any like place, people are going to say you have an ego. Right. Mm. But the, like the revelation came. Cause I didn't start like really like making leaps and bounds until I started adopting that little like arrogance, that little ego. You know what mm. I mean? Really thinking that you're, like, cause I'm gonna be honest, I have a huge ego. Like I like to be better than people and I think I'm the shit at things, you know, mm-hmm. of course. But like when you get around people who are also like that, you think that you, most of the time you're getting a competition, but most of the time, those are your best friends. You mm. get, you like you, what's it called? You, um, you for like you, you know what I mean? It's you versus yeah. them. Like, yeah. oh, you're about, you're, you want to be, be better. Okay. I want to get better. We're going to be friends. But when, when I first saw it was I played sports most of the time. I always want to go back to sports. But when I got to college, the best people always had the craziest egos. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you've ever played college sports, mm-hmm. you understand the ego thing. Mm-hmm. And everyone's arrogant. Everyone below was like, man, it was like, hold up, there's something here. Because the trend or like the parallel, like everything, every person, they have a huge ego and they're super arrogant. And it's like, oh, they always think they're going to win. I was like, but I was thinking, I was like looking at them, I was like, maybe there's something there. Because mm-hmm. those people, there's no doubt in their mind that they're always going to win. And they truly believe that, right? (laughs) They truly believe that. They'll talk like it, they'll act like it, and they just move like that. And most of the time, they actually do it. So it's like, if you've never been around people who are like that, it's kind of like, oh, these guys are full of themselves. They think they're the best. But then I was like, but now I'm starting to really understand it because those are the only people that win. Because I usually think like, you're not going to really be successful in anything if you don't have that like 
violence of action to like regarding things. Like if you're a pacifist, most of the time, most of the times I look at pacifists, they're not successful at anything because they don't have it in them to just take what's, you know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah, at yeah. the end of the day, you're playing a PVP game. Yeah, you're going to, I mean, in a, in a lot of fields, like a lot of things, <laughs> and some things are more competitive than others, of course. Uh, but there are certain things where you do, you're going to have to ask yourself is if it's an extremely competitive field, like maybe you're trying to get like a certain IT job at a certain, at a place or it's finances, whatever the case is, there are going to be certain people that are willing to do things that maybe you're not. Yeah. Like, right. (laughs) And that's the biggest thing. Like, like, I was like, I was like going back to the self-help thing. I'm like, most people, like I'm willing to do a lot of shit just to like, just to say I did it. And I'm like, most people aren't willing to do that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you're just gonna, but yeah, like they're going to be people that are going to be up first thing in the morning or, or j- they didn't go to sleep. They're still working no, yeah. on that thing that they were working on the night before. Yeah, and they, they don't care. And yeah, they're still up at their office, like just going through like, They're going to be those people. I, I feel like that's happening right now with, uh, with AI because it like technology moves, it advances, and then so are expectations on things. So I don't know if you've used chat GPT much. I want you to guess. <laughs> yes. No, not at all. Well, not for my work. Cause I've like, I've established, I always say yeah. I take my grad bad grades like a man. Uh, so it's like, I'm not, if I'm going to use, I'm going to write all my own shit. Uh, I'm not cheating. I'm not doing anything. Cause that's yeah. part of my, yeah. my path. I'm Yo, like, you know, peep, most people. No. Yeah. Most people. And yeah. I was like, using chat GPT, you're still getting worse grades than me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's wild. <laughs> oh no, you can't do that. You can't do that. That's wild. Because there's the human element. <laughs> using chat GPT and getting worse grades. Cause like the. The way most things are going now, because they most professors understand that they're going to ask for a human element. You're going to talk from your own experience, so they're looking for things. They're going to add like a content portion, and then how this relates to like say your own personal experience, mm-hmm. because they know for a fact Chat, Chat GPT, if you ask it a question, it's going to come out and blurt out a correct response in a sense. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can kind of look at some of them. You're like, yo, that person did not write that. Yeah, <laughs> Especially yeah. if you know the person, and you're like, you know how they write, and you know they're. Not their intelligence level, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like how much they know about things. It's like, okay, he didn't write that. Yeah. But it was like, you just, the human element of it is like, okay, you can kind of, that's why mm. they kind of, yeah, I see a lot more of it in my assignments now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, like them asking for human element, like give. Yeah. Some how of your did experience. this relate to your experience? That's so funny that that's, that that's the advancement of, uh, of some of these courses because of the advancement of yeah. artificial intelligence. But then you can also like see it in people too. Cause they kind of lose that like critical thinking oh. process. Oh, cause yeah. most people are like, they have a problem or like they, they take the shortcut on everything. So it's like, you have your homework, you don't just actually do it. You just outsource bro, it to something else. It's like, hmm. bro, critical thinking. <laughs> I've been talking about critical thinking for years. <laughs> it's, it's not, first of all, it's not taught. Right. No. Like people are not taught to think things through. You're taught to store information and regurgitate it. Yeah. Right. You're not taught how to how to look at different things and think about them as they are, as they are in their different pieces, how those things relate to another thing and drawing parallels between things. Like it's like it's just you're not you're not taught how to critically think. I will say that there were problem solving problems when we were young that like weren't my issue with the public school system is that I think often 
things are not taught in a relatable way. Like they're yeah. not they're not taught in an applicable way. Like what is like what is this going to mean when I'm just walking around the streets just being me? Like relate this, map this onto my real life somehow. Now, when we were young and they had those problem solving things, like Kathy, Nate, and Dan all go to a party. You know what I mean? And there's they bought. 20 pizzas, yeah. five of them are pepperoni and cost $3 and 50 cents and all that sort of stuff. And then they were going to put in a bunch of information that also threw you off and like, and didn't matter in their problem solving. Like those were meant to exercise critical thinking in people. Like that's what it was meant to do. And I feel like we should have like more of those, like there should be like, I know when I talk to like college students that go and they find sociology or psychology or some sort of class where there's an open forum and everyone's debating different yeah. ideas, usually sociology um, or philosophy, of course, they find it to be so, like, such a breath of fresh air. So refreshing because that's probably the first time in their life where you are asked to just think of things and then debate it with this person and have this person say something that you don't like. Yeah. And, and this is just like, you're like, whoa, what the fuck is going on? Like, I have to really think about things. Did you ever uh, watch, what's his name? Something Crowder. Is it Dan Crowder? Oh, um, Steve. Steve, Steve Crowder. Thank you, Steve. I, I'm pretty sure. It's one I, of those it's definitely Steve. Um, he used to do this thing called Change My Mind. Oh, yeah, Change My Mind on controversial topics. Yeah. So he was employing the Socratic method, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we're, I'm just going to ask you questions to figure out why it is you think you know what you think you know, right? So he would have some banner up and it would be like affirmative action is racist or something yeah. like that. And then he'd be like, come change my mind. Like, come sit down and talk to me. Uh, some of them were more civil than others. Most of them were emotional as hell. Yeah, it was <laughs> a lot of very emotional things. And that's mostly due to the case that people do not have their emotional regulation to just objectively look at a situation and try to parse the bits out and talk about it. Uh, but it's the it's the critical analysis of things you were taught to. You see a headline or you see something and you you adopt it. You don't ask questions as the, like, who wrote this? Where is yeah, this? Where is this data coming from? Source, like, I made it up. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you don't even think you don't even think about any of that stuff. You just go along with it. So. Critical thinking and I, is hard. For, and I feel like a lot difficult. of people subscribe to the ideology of, say, you're a left, you're a left or you're a right. You know what I mean? A left or right. So, like, when you look at things, it's like, like, like we said earlier, there's no right answer to most things. There's only trade-offs. So, it's mm. like, if I'm looking at a situation, I can't just apply a democratic, like, an entire democratic view to the entirety of a problem. Because in reality, that's not the right answer and there's no right answer. So, I guess a lot of these people, it goes back to, like, our tribal sense or whatever. So it's like most people want to be a part of a team. Like that's what I was like. We were talking earlier about like I don't like we don't follow sports. And like I don't understand yeah. what it means to like follow a sports team and be emotionally invested in a sports team you don't play on. But I feel like a lot of those people are looking for that in something. Right. Mm -hmm. And whether it be their um, political like what's it called leaning or yeah. a sports team, they're looking for that. Religion. So like, yeah. Like it all kind of yeah, meshes together. together. And yeah. it's so like it comes like you like you don't even listen to the facts. You just kind of. You, what we believe is what we believe and we don't ask questions. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think about most things. It's like, if I think about something, it's like, why do I believe this rather than am I supposed to believe this? And it's like, especially in the social or like psychology and all those fields, they're kind of ideologically, especially in a uh, college or like, what's it called? They're ideologically like driven. Mm -hmm. So like, if you have a, 
say, a right-leaning stance in those classes, you're probably in the minority. And maybe your grades probably, and your grades mm. in jeopardy, or what's it called? Yeah. Or people, your reputation is in jeopardy. Like, you can get canceled for saying stuff there that would be a problem, mm. I would think. That's tough. Because I think it would be a problem, because, like, and even, like, now, like, you know, like, I mean, we don't, we're not, like, terrible people, but, like, we have some, like, we're real people, and we have some beliefs that, like, we don't, most people don't believe in. So it's like you're always running. Like I always found that like if I'm truly speaking my mind, I'm not like stuttering or doing anything, but I'm always having that like filter in my mind where I'm like dumbing, not dumbing things down, but I'm censoring some of the like mm. the crazy things, right? Because yeah, yeah. like, you know, when you go with your boys, right? It's like when, um, like what's it called? Like when, say Trump got in trouble for something, right? And then I would like text in our group chat and I'll be like, yo, he's just some shit like what well, you would say, you know what I mean? It's like, he's getting in trouble. Not like saying like, but like along the same lines, like the yeah. locker room talk with boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, if you were a boy and you were saying like, people just say what they want because they're with their boys, you can say whatever you want to. And that's like, of course you need to understand where you are and how people are going to perceive it. But it's like, yo, these are things that like most people are saying, but you can't say them out loud. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's like the world is a stage. Yeah. Of it course. is it is one big theater for sure. And they're just you know, but that's what's interesting about the whole game of politics is politics is simply understanding how people and things move. It's a popularity and, Yeah, and like how to climb ladders, how to, you know, like when it's okay to burn a bridge if you ever need to, when you need to compromise some of your integrity to help someone else do something because it's, you're going to you know, get something on the back end a year or two later or something like that. People it, pleasing. Yeah. It's yeah. It's just like, that's what politics is. So it's uh most of the time you have to understand that you're just, you're watching a play. Like you're just watching theater. That's what I'm saying. That's why I don't even watch the news. I never like, that was the biggest thing. I was like, when you stop getting emotionally invested in things, you have no control over like, I don't watch the news. I only watch positive things. I mean, of course, like, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. do the things, not necessarily, but I only talk to the people I want to talk to. And, like, yeah. I don't need to be, like, running around. Yeah, I think because there's so much content and there's so much data we, we can access, people feel like they need to access yeah. it. Because it's there, it's like, well, it, it's there. Like, I got to watch it. I got to see it. And some people don't know what they would do if they put all of that away. Like, what would my life be? I had a friend say this to me. He was like, I don't even remember what I was doing before Twitter came out. He was like, I legitimately don't remember. Yeah, it's like, like TikTok from like, yeah, yeah it's like what I was like. Was I just looking at the road when I was driving? It's like, well, that would have yeah. yeah, exactly like, well, yeah, maybe you were paying more attention when you were driving the car. But like, people forget that there was a life without all of this. So they just like you're constantly consuming. And sometimes you are not aware of how these things are impressing upon you. Like you just, you don't know. And I've, I've gone on cleanses from things completely and seen noticeable differences in the things that I would think about or uh, yeah, just mostly the things that were on my mind and how I would feel and how I would interact with other people. And I've just been interested in, I wish I could just take people and do experiments. Yeah. And be like, who would you be if I just took this genre of music away from you for six months? Like, who would you be if I took the news away from you for six months? Like, how would you, what would happen to your mental health? How would you, what would you talk about? Because some people you talk to them and they only talk about like a couple of things. Yeah. That's where they're, as you're saying, that's where their identity lies and whatever ideological stuff that they're mixed up in. 
that's all they're going to talk to you about. Uh, so it's be like, man, I wonder who you would be if I just took that po- if I took those three podcasts away from you for for like, a year. Yeah. Like, what would you have to say? Like, what would you have to think about if you weren't, you know, sourcing this information from this one hub or these two hubs? You gotta you gotta be be aware of those things. I've definitely felt like I've needed some grounding at certain points and been like, I'm just gonna lay low from from all these things and just see what like. An organic Earl is yeah. <laughs> that just like that doesn't feed in to these things at all. One thing in my book club, one thing, one of the last questions in the development plan that like when I was creating it, I was like, hmm, we know we live in this time. Like I never like really agreed with people just getting rid of Instagram or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, let's learn to use it in moderation, right? Because the world's only going to, especially like when parents are like, I'm going to take away all the technology from my kids. And first of all, you're just setting them up for failure because they're only going to live in a technological world, right? The people who succeed are the people who can use technology. So I was like, how can we make this work? So I was like, okay, what do I do? I was thinking like, as I was thinking, let's have a content absorption goal, right? So it's like, if you follow the algorithm, the algorithm is not necessarily malicious. It just shows you things that you look at, right? So it's like, if you only watch cat videos, you're only gonna get cat videos or really like dog videos. So it's like, how can I curate my algorithm to only show me things that move me forward in life? So I'm looking at it. I'm like, so like when I go on my TikTok, right? I see memes, right? I like memes. If you don't know me, like I post <laughs> memes on my private story, like, yeah. cause like that's what me and my boys do. Like that's like, we share our positivity. Yeah. Like, so it's memes, like motivational content and like maybe like the occasional like sports or something. You know what I mean? It's nothing negative or nothing taking me off the path, like riling me up. It's all propelling me. Like I'll go, even go on TikTok and I'll see you scroll a few times. It's, David Goggins calling you a pussy and you're like, oh, man, turn that shit off. Go go do something productive, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So it's like I'm using my tools to my advantage. I'm not using them to dampen mm. me or anything. Yeah. 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 You got to be very. <laughs> you watch the video and you're like, oh. He's like. Yeah. Are you on your. It was like. He's like. Yo. Not like. It was like. Oh. He's like. You're, you're not. You're not using your time correctly. I'm like. Oh, got to put it down. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Which is funny too because there's a, there's a paradox in that. Yeah. There's a paradox in that you picked up your phone. And it was something motivational or something that, you, you know, you subscribe to and it and the thing at the same time is telling you, go do something better. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like, like damn. damn, I picked up the phone for the phone to tell me to go do something else. Like, so there's something paradoxical in that. It's like you're like you said, you're using it and they're on there trying to get you off of it. Of course. Which yeah. is <laughs> which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. when you have leaders that are like, yo, stop watching me so much. Go. Go do your own thing. And I always thought about that, like, especially going back to saving people. And it's like, I was thinking about it earlier, not earlier, but like a few weeks ago. And I was like, I couldn't give you what I did to make you better because it's not what you are going to need. It's like, I know my personal truths, not saying necessarily they're they're truths, but I know what worked for me in the past and how I approach things. And if you talk to like a lot of people, like I'll listen to people talk and like, they'll talk about stuff that like, I just have no idea, like, especially on the emotional side, like they'll say some shit, how they felt. And I was like, it never occurred to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, it was like, it was like, I felt this way. And I was like, my mom was like, oh, you never have, I feel statements. I was like, uh, okay. Mm. She like takes me like, your bathroom's flooded. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> and I'll be like, she'll be like, what do you mean? Just okay. I was like, so like, what am I going to do about it? Like I'm at, I'm not at home. <laughs> Everything's on analytical. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, like, <laughs> but like, I mean, that was a conscious decision. Like, I'm yeah. thinking through it. Of course, my first reaction is going to be to blow up like, oh no, this, mm. that, but like, like in reality, like that's when you pull out the stoicism tool. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, you, it's like the right nut. And like you pull out the, 
wrenching. Like, okay, that yeah. works. So like that's yeah, it's like that's what's happening right now. Like my basement's flooded. Like, all right, like, <laughs> right, all right okay. Next, yep, next move. <laughs> next move, but yeah, that's how you get through stuff. That's a that's a. I mean, I mean, in reality, it really is. I was I've been talking to people about this because you can. I've been really interested in. So one thing that I've done is I'm very like light stepper. There's always been something interesting to me about trying to see what a moment is like without me as a part of it. So in order for that to happen or even anything remotely close, like I try to be quiet as I'm like walking through scenes because I don't want to make too much ruckus. I just want to kind of observe the situation without me interrupting it too much, if that makes any sense at all. So like you're not necessarily disassociating, but you're. So it's like, you know, like um, a common thing, like especially in like time travel and movies where like people will go back and they can see it and like they're walking through it, but no mm, one can see yeah, that. Like yeah, that. exactly. Like that sort of feeling. Um, I kind of forgot what was headed with that one. Um, what was it? Trying to... Not disturb like not how disturb. people... Um, yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. The, the, this happens all the time. Yeah. Now you had that earlier. I was like, uh. trying, to, trying not to disturb <laughs> the this situation. Being a quiet stepper. Yeah. Trying Are you trying to like? Oh, maybe it's the we were talking about the stoicism part. Oh, um, oh, just the the flow of things. This is going back to the, sort of the Taoism thing. Is that when you observe situations, you realize that. The situation is perfect in that the situation has no feelings. Yeah. You are the thing inside of it and you and whoever else is in it has has the the narratives that you're telling yourself about how this thing should go, how you expect it to go, how you're going to be upset if it doesn't go this way or another. So the the issue with the moment is you in your mind and what's going on. like, But if you extract that from the situation and you're looking at it sort of like you're going back in time and you're just walking through the situation and observing it, you realize that it's really just the moment happening, right? But it's just the perspectives that cause the misery inside of the, inside of the situation. Um, so when something happens, unfortunate, I 1000% understand the initial and maybe even the lingering for a lot of people sense of fuck this sucks. I can't believe I just crashed my car or, yeah. you know, my basement flooded or I didn't get the grade I thought I was going to get or this person rejected me when I going on a date anymore, whatever that thing is. But real, but in real life, in reality, in the realest of real lives, it's just your framing as you said, most things are framework issues. Yeah. It's just your framing that is really causing the whole melancholy feel of the situation. It's, it's really that problem. Because in reality, this thing is just happening and you just happen to be a factor. In of course. It. That's, that's all that's really happening. Basement flooded. Okay. And like, your mind is playing a story that's not real. Exactly. Have you ever watched like a nature documentary this yeah. might like i mean of course i mean it was like when i look at it i'm like yo this lion just ripped the head off of this one thing and i'm like people always like oh my god this is so sad but then it's like if you like look at it with no emotion it's like the most eerie thing ever and you're like yo that's like just how the world is and it's like it sucks for the gazelle that got his head ripped off but then the lion's like oh i get to live another day and it's like 
Yeah, this life is like that. It's <laughs> and it's the thing is that we're not always aware of it because we don't need to be. Like I was saying, we don't need to take in all that content just because it's there. Our minds aren't built for that. Like it, it's it's not. So, I mean, just trying to is crazy. But the amount of good things that ha- good quote unquote things that happen off of the strength of some bad shit that had to happen. Yeah. Would amaze, it would blow people's minds like how the two play with each other. It's not just things aren't just great because there's not a bunch of killing going on. No, yeah, it's like would you go there. back in time and kill Hitler? And it's like, no. Like that, it's, you don't know what kind of world it'll be. It's <laughs> uh, very true. It's like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't like, be. Did you watch The Flash? Yeah. Like but, the movie? I no I but I've watched the but show watched and the, the comics. You so, okay? So I know, you the know story. that he can go back in time. Yeah, like the first Flash and everything. Yeah, anytime. And this is something that humans have intuited clearly for some reason or another, which is kind of like really amazing that humans have intuited this. That if you go back in time and try to start messing around with things, you're going to cause some wild ripple Butterfly effect. effect. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's just going to fuck a bunch of things up in the past or in the future. Uh, so yeah, no, I don't know about going back and trying to do anything, <laughs> anything, anything differently. I just but then you open up the paradise. Like if you go back and change it, you wouldn't be here to go back and change it. And yeah, like, like I might. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. No, Those this, are some walking thoughts, and you're like, uh, let me let me just stop right now before I get. <laughs> well, something I will say on that is, I feel like it's division is very easy, right? Um especially in this day and age, we've talked a little bit about it as it goes into politics. That's very easy to see like, Oh, there's a division of politics. There's, there can be a division amongst, uh, as you would say, more competent people than less competent people or whatever. But there are always people that are trying to be better and, and are trying to be better for the sake of being better than other people. Uh, and that kind of taints the waters a little bit because it makes like being, exemplary not always look so cool sometimes it looks very bro like very like you know uh assholeish yeah kind of um i will say the the intellectual thing that causes that's a huge sort of divisive thing this i mean the whole culture of like I guess get after it, get out there, be hard, stay hard, stay like hard. all of that. Like it, <laughs> like that, that causes a division as well amongst people, uh, because a lot of people start looking at other people like you're fucking lazy, like get it together, like what are you doing that, down there? Go ahead. That is probably like when you look at other people, it's like hard to feel empathy for people, and especially when you know they're not doing like the bare minimum. And like you look at people and they're like complaining about this stuff, and you're like, why would you? Like, why is this a problem? Like, I'll be at work and people are like, I went to sleep at. Five last night, and I'm so tired. And I'm like, well, why'd you go to sleep at five? You know what I mean? They're like, oh, because of this, this, and that. And I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's all just this long domino effect of things that has just been happening throughout all the ages, and we just find ourselves to be the people that are currently living right now under these situations. So all these people, I. You know, Mark talked about the indomitable human spirit. And how, like, if a human wants to get through something, like, truly, like, they'll get through it. Finding a why for the purpose, you know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah. I don't know. I, I've, I've felt very skeptical of 
someone being able to like flip a switch to just start grinding or start living in some altered, like, you know, elevated way. I, I don't I don't know if every human just has this ability to at any moment do yeah, this thing. I, I, this is actually so funny because like I think about it like that. So like I always like have like the I call them programs, right? So like, to the attack different things it might be in my social program, but like I'm like my warrior, like I call it Spartan program. So like yesterday, like I had to track me, right? And like I was practicing, like I'm practicing like um so it's like, oh, I'm feeling all this like self-doubt. Like I'm on the line. But like on the line, I need to be that person. I need to be a Spartan. I can't be scared of anything. So I'm like, that's the way I think of it. So I'm like, I'm not worried about it right now, but I know for a fact I need to when I step there, I'm flipping that switch, right? And I'm going into that mode where like you see red and you're going straight there. It doesn't matter who you're racing, who's who's on the other side. It's like that's like I'm flipping that Spartan switch, right? Mm. And like that was what I was practicing. Like I know I felt like, oh, like what's going to happen to all this? And I was like, oh, but I can take some like peace. And I'm like, oh, I'm not worried about it. I'm just going to flip the switch when I get there. Mm. And that was the practice for it. And I was like, okay, that yesterday was pretty successful on that. I mean, the outcome wasn't great, but like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't care anymore. I was like, yeah. I like, I mean, I do care, but like, I don't care about the outcome. I was like, okay, now I have that. I know I can do that. And like, I can use that later and somewhere. Mm. So there is a switch that I think, this is like, people call it flow state, all this stuff. Yeah. There is a switch that like, if you're pretty good at it, you can control your, like, not your, I mean, but, like, I have a pretty good adrenal response to most things. So, like, I know for a fact if I get, if I, like, go just ride my bike for 20 minutes, I'm getting in that zone. And then that stress hits or something or, like, a stimulus, I know for a fact I'm going to respond. Yeah. So I can, I'm pretty good at that, yeah, I would say. Yeah, familiar, familiarity with oneself and understanding how you work is paramount. Oh, no, for sure. <laughs> and it, I feel like it most certainly does give you insight into other humans. <clears throat> but it would be so interesting to just know, like, what is it like to be, someone, to be else. <laughs> someone else? Like, what does it look like in there? Like, what are the conversations? Is it just I can only imagine the noise that's just playing like just constant like some people's minds I, I look at them and they hear him talk and i feel like it's like a circus <laughs> like it's just like a lot of funnel cakes and lemonade and just like mirror houses and clowns yeah. and shit like i'm like man it seems like it's like non-stop wild like incessant just shit exploding and just sirens going off yeah like i just i couldn't understand what it's like so i I think about the things that I do that may be different than the experiences that other people are dealing with. I'm just like, I, I don't even know. Like giving advice. It, I don't know. It just it all seems so unattractive to me now because I don't know. That's what I was like, how I could possibly. Because I've seen you talk to people. I'm like, yo, this man is good. <laughs> yeah. I'm just but like, like <laughs> the few people who have listened or like. I had this one friend and like he was going down a bad path and like flat up told him was like, you're just, you're being like, he was like talking like, oh, I have confidence issues, all this. And I was like, first of all, the reason you have confidence issues is because like you're like low key a loser, right? <laughs> it was like, you have like no reason to feel confident about anything because you haven't done anything. You haven't given yourself No, reasons. he was like, you're just sitting there feeling bad for yourself. I mean, like, first of all, school shouldn't be a problem, right? Because if you're, you're truly being accountable for your time, right? You have a lot of time, especially if you're not playing a sport, right? 
give a lot of time you're using all the resources there's like that are provided to you like most of the time all these resources are free with tuition i mean tuition is the money yeah. but like all these resources you can get tutors you can do all this and if you're using all your time wisely and you're truly if you were truly trying your best you would never fail a class mm. there's like no reason you should ever do it because like i mean like for a fact i've never been to a teacher's office hours but like if I was failing class, there's no reason why you shouldn't be there. Mm. And I feel like some people, like most of the time, everyone throughout his life has told him, oh, this or that. The reason why, oh, you're just, it's okay. It's all this. And I was like, it's problem was you in the first place. And but like some people that most people will not respond well to that because it's an <laughs> ego thing. It's like, oh, you're just telling me I'm a loser. But he did. And now he's going, he's actually doing a lot better. I mean, not like he's doing great now. Yeah. I mean, of course, he's still battling that self-talk. And of course- I always think about it as like the self-talk, like I've been trying to do this for years and it's just starting now to click. Like I was thinking about, like you were talking about seeing stuff from other people's point of perspective, especially like when some shit goes down, shit that doesn't. It's like, I always feel like I have a pretty good rebound, but it's because of like the program that I installed like over five, six years. And it's like, but imagine that in a negative light, right? So even mm -hmm. if a positive thing can be turned around to a negative really fast just by your internal talk. And sometimes you take, like I take pride in like, especially like with losing, <laughs> Because I always feel like I could play sports at a high level, but on the losing side of sports. So it was like, especially <laughs> with losing. So it's like, I'm going to act, especially like, okay, first thing, head up. Then I'm going to act how, like, use like, um, I'm going to act how people look at you and like, oh, that, must, that motherfucker did not act how I would act in that situation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I was like, you can take pride. Like, that was part of being a badass. A badass would get kicked in the face and be like, oh, okay. Yeah. And just walk off like nothing happened. I think, I thought that was pretty cool. And that's the story that you were talking about. Like, um, like the Rogan clip a long time ago, and he was like, be the main character in your story. And it's like, what if someone was following you around with the camera crew, right? It's mm. so like, you know, in the movie when like people in their downtimes and like people are like following them around, it's like, what, what would you be doing in that situation? And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Mm. What would you be doing? Because it's like, um, Alex Herman always talks about too, it's like you wanted to build a great person, right? When you wouldn't put them through easy challenges, you would throw them in the hell. I mean, throw them through... Throw them through hell and watch them come out. So I was like, oh, that's pretty good. And that's where I kind of look to. Like, and everything's going bad. I'm like, okay, this is either a test or I'm just training, you know? Mm. So that's how I look at most things. Yeah. Another thing that is also cliche in self, self-help is just the lessons learned from the, from the losses, the wins, the experiences, whatever the case is, that it's, it's always there. Like a lesson to be learned is truly always in every single situation. And you can just choose to blow that off. And, and that would be, yeah, that would be the uh, opposite of the accountability. If you don't want to take the accountability, then you put it on something else. And then that way you don't, well, you don't have to learn that lesson at that point in time. Because and that's what I was telling you about, especially because we're both African-Americans. Mm -hmm. And like people always ask is like, oh, have you experienced like all this? And I'm like. Oh, first of all, we grew up in Fairfax, Virginia. We understand. But still, that never, I was raised to not care about that. Mm. And I was like, I always said, like, I think I told you that I was like, competence cures racism. Because it's mm. like, I've been in most spaces. Like, I always say I can speak all the languages, right? I can go to the hood. I can talk. You know what I mean? Mm. I can go to the golf course and talk. You know what I mean? And everyone, like, everyone always treats me with respect. But I think it's more of how I carry myself rather than, because I never thought that I was on a le lower playing field. Because, mm. like, I just always performed either at or better than those people. Cause like, you'd just be stupid. You have a, like, say you were a white dude or like, and a black dude came and he was like, and he was better than you at everything you did. It was like, there's no way this person's a <laughs> genetically subhuman, like, yeah, uh, like inferior yeah. person. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. But like a lot of times people use that as an excuse. So like my half sister had a baby and like, 
they were talking and he's like, I saw her yesterday. He's like, oh yeah, my dad's like, so it was being accountable because it's like, or kept her accountable about working out because she was using the excuse that she had a baby that, oh, I don't have to do these things now. It's because I had a baby, my mm-hmm. body's changed. And I was like, we can't use that as an excuse. We got to get back after it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's interesting when something, <laughs> this is, this is kind of what I'm talking about with like reality. When you, something doesn't bother you, like it, it's not a part of your world. Like you don't, it's, it's not an issue because in your mind, it's not an issue. Now, if someone's chasing after you with a gun, it's going to feel a lot more real at that point. <clears throat> but if you just but if there are just people in a room and you feel like or someone else feels like this person's racist or they don't have the greatest of energies about them, whatever the case is, if. If they're not coming to hurt you and your people. eh. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like you so if it's not a problem, if it does not arise in your consciousness because you're not you're not looking around or you're not paying attention or you're not reading into a situation thinking, oh, this person probably gave me this look because of my skin color. Like if that's not even on your mind, yeah, it's like then it's not happening. It's not even yes. like it could be happening. And if it is, then it is, but I wouldn't know because I'm doing this other thing. I'm I'm involved in whatever it is I'm doing. So like that's not even a stress on my mind. I don't think about it. Yeah. And it's like, cause we can talk to people who grew up with real racism, like, especially like my family and my grandparents, mm-hmm. like I'll tell them some stuff and they'll be like, what? Like all this. And I'm like, it's like, no, like, oh, I'm, yeah. like I'm really like, I'm on their level or better most of the time. Like, and they're like, what? Like, you know what I mean? Cause they still have that framework where they grew up when that shit was actually like super real. Yeah. Very, it's like, very real. We have it. Like that's nothing. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I grew up playing Xbox. I was like, I mean, we grew up in the like, or is it just like, eh. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fascinating like how little it like this is this is kind of the the eternal being thing I was saying. So we don't even have to talk about someone that's 200, 300, 400 years old. When you're 80, you don't give a shit about any of this stuff that anyone's talking about. You don't care. There's just life just continues to happen at a certain point. You become more and more okay with one, your ultimate insignificance, right? Um, pull out the nihilism tool out the toolbox. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the, 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 like, we're on a spinning ball, and yeah, yeah, you're, you're fatalist. It's going to blow up in a billion years, and nothing yeah, matters. Like, ah, nothing matters. Uh, so you just, you're much less concerned about how people feel about you. You know, you're not like 80, just like, oh, I hope that. Nobody laughs at me when I wear these Crocs outside or like you, you don't care. Your Crocs, no um, ashy ankles, nothing. You just walk. You don't, (laughs) you do not care. So you realize that true, that most of a lot, I mean, I say most, a lot and probably most for some people of their actual suffering is just due to a malfunction in the framework in which they're seeing any given moment. It's it's simply that like there's not like a real danger about the situation. It's just you're upset that you think that someone across the room is looking at you maliciously because they have these set of ideals. That's just in your mind. 
And it could be true, but it could also just not be true. They could have just also taken a bite of something that wasn't good. And, like, and like, they just have, like, a, you never know what moment you're catching some people in and then you're reading into it. some people just it. look like that. And some people just look like oh. that. So if you talk to people long enough, you'll see dips and in, in rises. You'll see their emotion and their personality arise. And you'll be like, oh, wow, I thought you were so mean before. You, but if you give people time, you start to see the, you know, the holism of a human. We, we make people 2D, one dimensional, like just like too often, like I very linear. Well, it was like you look at, now nah, I'm going to mess it up, but it was basically on the lines. You look at other people like they're not you. Like you under, like you'll give yourself the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> so say you fail at something. Oh, well, I had this happen, this happen. You give yourself the Oh, you're feeling bad for yourself. You give yourself the benefit of doubt and everyone's like, but they always forget that when you look at other people. Mm-hmm. And especially like, especially in the serving world, like you would have a group of people who would come in and they're already mad. Like you can already <laughs> sense the tension. You know what I mean? So it's every like, day. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. Maybe, maybe people actually other, like other people do live their own life. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I always like thought like, okay, these are like when you got to lock in because it can go very bad. People are already in their own but then if you if you kill them with kindness and you're like the best thing, that best part of your day, they're like, oh, I like this person. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I just flowing is the best way I, I can look at it. I just simply say sort of like people are kids, whatever world you're you're in. It's you know what it is. It's uh, like when you are finding these badasses, right, that are going to be a part of your cult and stuff like that. My friend Mikey talks about it. It's a language that starts to happen. So you start talking to someone or you start hearing someone and you start to hear within the language that you all both speak certain keywords that they use, certain ideals, certain concepts. And, and if it links up enough to the language that you speak at a high level, then you're like, oh, like there's something there's something going on over here. So you you were talking about quote unquote, maybe dumbing things down or it was more of the censorship. Yeah. Or censoring (laughs) something until you're around someone and you start to, you guys slowly start playing like this language game where you're saying a little bit and then they're saying a little bit. And then you realize that they have a certain level of understanding in something. So then you say a little bit more about it and then there's, and then you're like, okay, all right. I can say this word now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're like, okay, okay. All right. We can, we can do this thing. It's a funny little like social dance yeah. that happens between so people. So you're vetting people. And to, it's like, yeah, yeah, you're it's like, like <laughs> you're figuring out what level you're going to have a conversation with this person on. Because you be like ultra surface level and we're going to talk about <laughs> talk about some, I call it real shit. Yeah. Because like, like I like to like, my, all of my friends, I like, I only consider you my friend if we can have a podcast talk. That's mm. what I say, like a talk like this right now. Like I only like talking about real shit. Like, of course, we're going to have our little like, oh this food is good, but like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But like, or we'll talk about some memes, but at the end of the day, we're going to talk about some real shit. Mm. And that's what like, that's why like, but like you have to have like a certain quality of person to do that. Cause most people just like, you know what I mean? If you're only talking about the Kardashians, like that's all we can talk about. Well, yeah. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've, uh, my dad, you know, instilled that in me. He was like, Oh, you want to, you want to be open to talking about whatever just like just remain open because you never know what doors that opens you know learn a little bit about everything at least you know stay inquisitive ask questions you know but just be able to stay fluid and not and, jump know, into conclusions yeah before they even say anything yeah don't be too rigid because you know like when you go to a table and they look mean as hell and then they end up being the nicest people on the planet yep just <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, yeah. You you don't want to meet any seeming meanness. That's what I'm saying. With meanness, and I'm also very like I'm almost like wary of super nice people too most of the mm. time too because you know they they're almost hiding it. Yeah, it's yeah. like I, I can sense it a lot when I when it's in. There. I think that's the <laughs> uh, I think that's the fear behind clowns. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I do. I think that the reason why people. I mean, I know everyone's not, but there's like people are afraid of clowns. Like it's like a thing. I that I, it was like it was like the chapter's like guess it was like I never understood being afraid of clowns. I think <laughs> I think it has something to do with the frozen smile, like this frozen big smile. And it's like I understand that being happy and cheerful is cool, but you're frozen in this state, which is unnatural. And so, same way you're thinking. The person that's constantly trying to be bubbly and like in your face and like overtly positive, you're just kind of like, oh, like what's what's going on? My friend used to say that about Ellen DeGeneres. He was like, I can't trust her. He was like, she's too happy, man. Like she's she's constantly like as soon as the show comes on, she's happy. She's happy. She you've never seen her in a state where she's not. Now I have. Like you just have to watch more of her stuff. Yeah. I saw like a Letterman interview. I think she did like a David Letterman interview, and that one got pretty deep. But yeah, I, I mean, I get that understanding of there being something untrustworthy about someone that you feel like is constantly trying to put on a show. In front of you. I think you can sense authentic authenticity in people. That's the biggest thing. Because yeah. like when I look at people, and like you can just see how they act. Like it was like not that I was being mysterious. It's like I didn't feel the need to go up and try to <laughs> please you. Like yeah. of course, it's like over time, you know what I mean. My character will speak for it and will end up talking just because I used to. Um, I was like, I didn't talk to Tony for like mm. a long time because mm. it was like, I talked there. I was like, um, what's it called? What did I say? And I saw her and I was like, oh, he was like, yeah, I was the guy. I was like, I'll just go clean your table, not say anything and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because no. I was just doing my job until right. I like vetted her into like, when she said something, I was like, oh, you, she was like talking about finance. And she said, we, we both like, actually this shirt is from the Nick Bear podcast. She was talking about, I was like, oh. He was like, you know about that too? And I was like, <laughs> nice. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's how it starts. It's just like these small little things and they pique your interest. You're like, hold up. <laughs> yeah, you're like, all right, let's get into that a little bit. This is like when I first met you, what's it called? One thing I really remember is like, you remember that time when the lady didn't give you all the money or whatever? Yeah. And I was like, and we both joked about it. We were like, yeah, oh, it's okay. Like, yeah. And then it's like, because we were both mature, very mature. Like, oh, it was almost funny. Like, it's yeah. funny if it's not happening to you, but it was funny. It was funny. It was like, I thought it was funny. It's funny because it's funny. No, it, if it, it happens to me or someone yeah, else, it was funny. funny. It was yeah. just a funny thing. It was like, you get to the back of the pocket, you're like, this is it. <laughs> this is half the money yeah. that is necessary. But then they were like, okay, management took care of it. And it was like, there's no reason to get mad about it. And I was like, I remember very specifically, it's like, oh, it's okay. I'll come back. You know, you'll come back. And someone else, and the next day or whatever, the next time we were working, she came back, and you were like, "It actually it, came." She actually, it literally, but like in the time I was meaning, it was like, "It's gonna come back in someone else's tip." Yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. you're gonna get a two, like a forty percent tip on someone mm -hmm. else's tip to make up for that one. Yeah, because yeah. I always feel like I always made the same amount of money no matter what happened. Yeah, it all evens out. Yeah, like, so I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was just the funniest thing. So it's like most people in that situation, most people they get less, they get an eighteen percent tip, and they're like. Pissed. Livid. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I see this dude come up and he's like, oh, they 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 gave me half the money to just even pay for it, not even a tip. And he's just chilling. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? He's not he's not phased by it. Of course. I know that there was a like a split second in your head, you were like, you're fuck. Like, Damn. But yeah, like, like I, I gotta pay for this. Like, yeah. yeah, but of course. And then he's like, Oh, yeah. it's like I was like, oh, it's like that's a bad motherfucker right there. And like yeah. I knew that when I trained you, it was like, mm -hmm. like I was first I was like, why am I training this person? This person already knows he's doing. But of course, it was like 
Um, I always remember talking about the human aspect. You could just chop it up with the table, right? Mm. I can teach you to say what to say, how to say it. But like at the end of the day, if you're not a robot, you know, it was like you already knew how to connect with people, mm. right? We had an older couple. You were talking to them. Mm. Um, I don't remember exactly what they were talking. About. It was something about food or something. But yeah. you were talking to them about it and you're just connecting to them and actually just flowing, right? And I was like, ah. Oh. This kid's gonna be good. <laughs> yep. Not a kid because he's way older than me. But like, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, ultimately, that's that's uh, yeah, that's sort of how I see it. Uh, the intentions and interactions mean a lot. So because I'm not someone that is constantly trying to sh- also shove my perspective <laughs> down your throat, which is it's a lot of it's the same thing you're saying is not having to feel the need to get your point across or to let someone know who you are. And that gives a whole lot more room for openness and for fluidity, uh, freedom in a interaction. And with it's someone. badass. Yeah, like you're confident not, in your frame. Yeah, like, like we were you're talking not about narrowing. Sasuke that one day. <laughs> it was Sasuke, <laughs> yeah, Itachi, it's my man. Oh yeah, we, that was the first time we talked. I was like, all right, it's such a drag when we. <laughs> Such a drag. <laughs> you know, say that's a joke. Yeah. It was like, oh, it was funny. But yeah, I think that's the that's the best thing is you just navigating in your natural way. There's just things to because I I know for myself in particular, it hasn't been the things that people say and like the answers that people give. I've watched people and the things that maybe they they don't even know about themselves or like the intricacies or nuances into the way they do things. And you'll point something out to someone and be like, hey, man, like the way that you do this thing is pretty unique or it's pretty cool. Like and they're like, oh, I didn't even really I didn't even really notice it. So just watching people and watching how they move and how they interact and how they engage with a series of events, whether they be seemingly uh, fortunate or unfortunate, you know, just seeing how they how they deal in those situations is you can learn a lot from that. Yeah. I think like yeah. when you look at people, I remember just training people. I trained a few, like a lot of people that time. And like, I would just like, especially like when they go up to a table, I would look at their tendencies. Right. So like, I could see like a lot, like people were like holding their like tray or whatever. And you can mm. just see the shaking. Right. So like, I'm thinking at that time, I'm like, okay, we got to go tell this person. Like one thing that I always tell people like not to be like, so they stop feeling anxious. All right, go make a mistake. You know what I mean? You know, like, first of all, like nothing matters. You're like, we're going to go make a mistake or we're going to go do it. And, uh, um, like, or we're going to role play. Like we did a lot of role playing. That wasn't like, I made that. Yes. <laughs> we did a lot of role playing. Cause like, you can practice without feeling the heat of everything. Mm-hmm. So it was like, even like when, like when we got sat and then like we did an, oh, well, no, you were we're, sp- not go- we're not going back. We're going to go do another role play and just like getting things or just like practicing what we're actually going to practice. You're getting reps in. Yeah. Just right. getting the reps in. Cause like everything gets exponentially better. It's like your first shift's going to suck ass. Then this next one's going to suck ass a little bit less. And then you get to that point where it's like, I remember like, and all my shifts got better. If you're doing, if you're learning from every shift, every shift got better till the day I left because mm. everything gets smooth. You understand, oh, maybe I need to be a little bit more cognizant of my time here. Maybe I need to take more time here. It's like, and then I also told I was like, forget the time stamps they put on everything. Two minute creep, of course, we're going to always aim to do that. But it's like you taking your time right now is going to save you a lot more time if you do that and then you fuck up and then you got to go back, get a manager, then ex- then what's it called? Then you run the risk. It was like the snowball of mistakes. It's better to take your time, 
have a four minute first round, then yeah. what's it called? Then keep trying to rush everything and forget everything. Mm-hmm. I was like telling people just to slow down and not move so fast. You can speed things up once you know what you're doing. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, okay. yeah. There's there's something to that. And I was in a book that I was just reading is that to to some professional or master at what it is they do when they try to, this is what you were talking about with the, you know, is your shin at 45 or 35 degree. And when they start trying to tell you about how they do the thing they do, you're automatically going to sound crazy. Yeah. Like you're going to, I don't even know, you're going to be speaking a different language language when you go into like the fibers of what it is that you do. That's, that's a whole different thing. So you can't, there's just some things you're not going to be able to teach when it comes to that. Like you give someone some foundation. It's like, listen, this, we take orders. We put the orders in. Like, this is where the stuff on the thing is. All these, like, small things that I do or that you may see someone else do that you like, you're just going to have to learn that. Like, you're just going to have to make a bunch of mistakes. And then they're going to act like you're not going to get overwhelmed. You're not going to mess up. And I'm like, first of all, like, we need to learn what to do when you do get overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, when you only get a shit, it's like, okay. We're going to slow everything down and we're going to think about, we're going to get, we're just going to start attacking tasks that we need to get done, preferably on the time scale that are most important. So it's like first round. Okay. We can do that. But like, what else do we really need to do? The order that's been sitting for 10 minutes. You know what I mean? I've seen people have real, it's such a visceral moment when someone's having a real breakdown. No, for real. And it's like, like it went through like a period, like every Saturday, you're like, so you walk back there and someone's just bawling their eyes out. But like, you got to focus on, you can't, you got to step over and be like, yo, I got shit to do too. You know, and God forbid they try to talk to you about what's going on. You're like, oh man, hey, listen, yeah. you know, it's tough. But yeah, somebody bawling, you know, in the back, just, just crying, doubled over. People like, I've seen people. Like start screwing, just like what the fuck? It's just like going, and you're like, whoa! Like they seem violent, like very volatile. Like they might swing on someone if you say mm-hmm. the wrong thing. You could just—it's the worst. You see someone, <laughs> they're by like uh, like a, a posse system. They're trying to put stuff in. Their eyes are wide open. They have like a bunch of piece of paper in their hand with like six credit cards. Yeah, they have their book open with like orders on it. Someone, a host just came in the back and was like, hey, you just got sad at 72. (laughs) Yo, and you just know, like, holy, like, it's about to happen right now. Like, you can see them seething with steam. It's like, oh, shit. That's what I, I, I've had that happen. Oh, we've all had that happen. But the what I found was the biggest thing that I always tell people was to be as neat as possible, right? (laughs) It's like, when you go back there and you try to read your boy handwriting and it's like, I don't know what this is. Because if, you, if you're in that position and then you have to go back yeah. to a table and spend yeah. that time. Oh, The man. time. It's like. It's so wild, too, because it's it's just serving food. It's so wild that it even reaches this level and of. I'm, I think the hospitality and restaurant industry is probably the most stressful industry. It's there. crazy. There's people like real war and they're just having a fun, like oh, playing ping pong and stuff. Dude, and I, and I came from luxury. Like Once you <laughs> go up to like luxury level stuff, the expectations. No, yeah, is insane. Like when people are spending a thousand dollars a night to stay at the resort that, you know, you have a, a restaurant in and you serve there, or you manage there. Like the expectations are a whole different thing. Is your what's it called? Is the um the linen at forty five? Like you know, oh yeah, little on. things. It was like um, is there um what's it called? Is the fork right there? I'm gonna take this fork at this time with the dinner spoon. It's like oh yeah, all of that, 
all of that stuff. Just like <laughs> just learning a new vocabulary, like getting a bunch of stuff out of your vocabulary that can't y'all. be said. That was so yeah, hard. Y'all, sure, yeah. sure. I said, I said, I'll be right back. There shouldn't be that. I let, let's absolutely, go sir. I'll, yes, oh, sir. absolutely, I, sir. I'll be back momentarily to blah, blah, blah. I, yeah. I slid, let, let's go slip so many times. Yeah, I'm, let's, like, let's go. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, he's like, I'll have the Hickory grilled chicken. You're like, let's go. No, like, <laughs> like, yeah, what do you mean? like no, and they're like, what? And I'm like, oh, I mean, like, it's good. And, <laughs> and I'm like, I had to explain it. Let's go. Oh, like, let's go. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh. <laughs> like oh. that's so funny, man. That's funny as hell. Like you slip uh, some things and people are like, what? <laughs> I know that bef- before we came in, because I got to shut this down so I can get ready to go to work. Cause I'm oh, about yeah. To pop you got to go get after. <laughs> yeah, I do. Was there, because I know that there were, I think, a few things you were trying to put together. Did we get through most of the things that you were thinking about? My only about? question was the saving people. Yeah. But. Yeah, that's, that's one of those ones, man. Especially you care about people. And again, you really feel like you got like some answers in some, in some domains of life. That can be a tough one because, like those those vampires, you some people you're just gonna watch, you just crash and burn. And all you can do is just burn. watch. Mm-hmm. That's it. You like get older with certain friends, and some of them don't stay at you know peak health, and they stop exercising, and you're just gonna have to know, like, all right, I'm gonna know this person for the next twenty years, and you know, or not. But if I do, there's a good chance I'm just gonna be watching them. Slowly deteriorate. Yeah, just slowly kind of die off in in some way or another. Yeah, and that's just like a cross you got to bear. It's just just a reality. Yeah, it's a reality. It's a fact, yeah. So I just, it took a a lot for me because I wanted people to know. When you come across some good information, I feel like it's- You want to share The initial feeling is I want to share. Like I want other people to, I went through whatever it is I went through. I, I want other people to know, you know, that that one, I went through this and this is what I'm bringing back. The hero's journey again. Like, this is what I'm bringing back from going into the belly of the beast. You this slayed is, the dragon. This is what you. I found in the ca- in the cave. You know what I mean? Yeah. After I slayed the dragon. This is the treasure. You go back and share it with the town folk. Right. So I, I understand that. It's so which is why it takes such a sage like reserve, like your parents to just be like. Just let him let him go make his own mistakes. Like he seems to be doing all right, but like let yeah, him just don't let him die. <laughs> yeah, like don't let him die. But for the most part, let him walk through it. Because like in theory, your kids should leave off where you left off. But it's, we we know that's not. It's <laughs> not always because you have like that's what I always talk to my mom. I was like, how do you raise? As I plan on being wealthy, like that's just like that's what's gonna happen, right? So how do I raise a kid who's hardworking, who's um, disciplined, and has a whole bunch of integrity, but grow? Let them grow up in the like in well, I was like, oh, I don't know. Mm. I mean, like you guys, like if we didn't grow up poor, but like, yeah, yeah, they were like, I always talk about it as like, I plan on having more money than we did. Like we never had a problem like with food or anything, like nothing. Like we grew up in one of the richest counties in the country. Yeah, yeah. And like, but like, how did I turn out like this and not like some of my friends who just sit on the couch? Cause it's like, you see a lot of high performers and their kids are jackasses. So it's like, how do you sure. keep, how do you keep that going? That's what we always talk about. Yeah, it's tough. But of course it's a lead by example. They never act like they were done. Yeah. Yeah. There's this, uh, sort of trope that people say, parents say, I want my kids to just have it easier than I did. Yeah. Cause they, and for certain people, I feel like that makes some sense. And then there are other people where, is that really what you want? And it makes Cause some sense. of our lives were pretty easy. Yeah. And it's like, how easy do you want their life to be? Like, how easy are we trying to make it for them? Like, <laughs> Because 
I if I had kids, I don't know if I want their life to be easier than mine. I don't. I didn't have because they wouldn't be the person that. Yeah, yeah like I, I'm not gonna just sit there and just play pranks on them constantly and try to just make their life as hard as possible. Uh, but I don't know about trying to go out of my way to make it to make it super easy either. No, because it's like you can't be making their life hell. But like that's why like I like attribute a lot to it's like my kid like they need to play sports because that's the only place where you get to learn that stuff mm. it, no matter where you come from you're gonna get shit on there's always gonna be someone better than you yeah. it's like you learn a lot of these things that you wouldn't learn you, like you have that like, you can grow up in the mansion and play sports and still understand like what they mean yeah people that learn how to do something on an individual level but then also incorporate that in a team and, and collaborate and cooperate definitely grow up different you definitely grew up much like I, whether I, you're in Boy Scouts or you're, you know, you, whatever it is you do. If you're in a group of people doing it, you just you can go tell who didn't camps. play sports in the sense. Yeah, and I always have this joke, and it's like you can like about the, back to critical thinking. It's like you can tell who does who don't like you can tell the people who don't know how to play chess. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like I learned like my dad yeah. taught me how to play chess when I was like four or whatever, mm. right? And then I got to the point where I was beating him. And then I was like, nice. he was like he's like, I'm tired of teaching you things. And then you end nice. up being better than me. Nice. That's the goal, man. <laughs> and then what's it called? But like you can tell the people who don't know how to play chess. <laughs> you don't want to have you don't want to have a child and then not turn kid. out better than you. <laughs> like they got it. My child got to be better. Yeah, of course. It's got to be better. I can't die better than him. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Be 80. What have you been doing guy? here this whole time? Why am I better than you? And I'm 90. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. But I guess that's like this is like the last thing. It's like fulfilling your biological purposes can like will probably lead to a happy life mm. like when i make goals i'm trying to fulfill my biological purpose like that's where like the competitiveness competitiveness comes yeah. from and like you're trying to have a strong yeah, lineage of course yeah. it's like so it's like you fulfill those you're doing a pretty good job same thing with making habits i'm like if you like if you know how you're going to react you can kind of move around those things so yeah like, okay. hack that brain Rewi rewire You'd be a Huberman dad or whatever, like that movement. <laughs> yeah, facts. Uh, I got Samer coming in next week. He's going to show me his expertise in uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee. Of course. Ask him about his music, too. Um, he was talking about music. I don't know about this. Yeah, I'll ask him. No, talk, Thank talk, you for giving me that, too. Yeah, of course, because he was talking about um, losing. We It was like the long conversation about um, like losing the passion for things uh, or whatever when you start to do things on a serious side. Like especially happens with sports. You go to it's at some point it becomes just becomes a job. Yeah, so, I've heard of this. But yeah. ask him about his music. He okay. loves music. Okay, all right, I will. Thank you for coming, man. Of course, this bro. has been awesome. Let's we we took a little bit. What's it called? It took a little bit. What's it called? We just got to deal with scheduling and stuff. Yeah, because we get after it. You know. It's yeah, like <laughs> yeah. There's, there's just the things going on. You know, and you're traveling, yeah. running around the country. <laughs> so yeah, it took some time, but we got it together. Uh, yeah, this has been awesome. We knocked out. Like two and a half hours. Easy peasy. Like Easy. Squeezy. Easy. Thank you. Thank no you for problem. coming and thank you guys for listening. Peace. Peace, everybody. Easy peasy.